in the book on week 12, and we got an update with Steve Fezzik in the Millions Contest. I'm R.J. Bell with Steve Fezzik, Mackenzie Rivers running the controls. All right, we're going to get straight to it, Fez. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to give everyone a three- or four-minute update on the millions, and then at the end of the pod, we can dig in, talk about how you hedged, et cetera, et cetera. But entering this week's action, Thanksgiving week, you had you were in second place of the millions. Guaranteed first place is a million dollars. That's nice. Okay, now you've got over a million dollars of contest winnings with two super contests, et cetera, but this would pretty much not double, but almost double your winnings. Exactly. That'd be nice. All right, you were second coming in. How'd you do this week? Five picks a week. Four and one. Four and one. Now, we could take a lot of time with this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease this for the end of the pod. Somehow, now, Fez, you know, we uh, partner on a Super Contest Gold half for years, and Saturday night he sends me his plays. Now, oftentimes he'll send me like seven or eight in order. This time he just sends me a screenshot of five plays, and I'm thinking— Really oh, only likes five. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in a hurry. You know, I'm figuring, no big deal. He's, he's got a million dollars in his sights, all right? I accept that. And lo and behold, the games start playing, and it's like, oh, loser. He had the Patriots. Now, I like the Patriots myself a lot. Uh, that was one of my favorite picks of the year, to be honest. So, I mean, just wrong. And that was my loser in millions also. Okay. Then I'm like, I'm watching the Chargers game at night, and I got to tell you, that Herbert does not, he is not clutch. But anyway... Plus three and a half on the Chargers, and Fez gave me that. I'm thinking, all right, this looks good. Then they bust that long play. Freeze it before that play. Uh-huh. What's the probability the Chargers cover there? Oh, a three and a half? Yep. I I mean, it's got to be 92%, right? I, I mean, think more. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm thinking more, but things ha- yeah, over 92%. I mean, they, I mean the, the point is Baltimore's in never, never land. It, they either I are going to bust it. I guess they could bring Justin Tucker out to miss another field goal. Well, no, but there, there wouldn't be enough. They didn't have enough timeouts. Oh, they, what, oh, if he got the first down. But what if what if he, if what if they fail and they got a fourth and one? All right. Then they go for it there, and then still they don't score anymore. Exactly. I mean, like even if they threw, maybe Herbert throws a pick six. That's it. it, it they would have to give the ball back. Safety to, punt to the two. Hap does happen at times. It, it happened could. in the Bears game against Detroit. Except Harbaugh wouldn't punt. <laughs> but but either way, it was over ninety two. I I had it because you had it, or so I thought. I'm thinking, man, that's a tough break for Fez. And then another play, which I luckily didn't play. He had the Saints. Saints, and I'm like, I don't like that at all. I like the Falcons a little bit. Kept me off the Falcons, but okay. So it ends up he's one and three coming into Monday night, or so it seems, or so it seems. And we're taxing about an MVP, you know, bet we're thinking about making. And I'm like, he seems in a good mood. I go, this guy is like alligator blood, right? He's got a million at stake. He's one and three, got the Monday night. He's just going to, you know, cruise it out. Today, I get a tweet. And it's from Fez goes uh, three and one with the tonight pending. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I think we should wait for you to explain this. But you went four yeah, and four one. one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, <laughs> ah, it's a pretty easy explanation. Buffalo, uh, Buffalo was three and a half in the circuit contest, uh-huh. and it was plus three in the Westgate. So if I use Buffalo in the Westgate, I, I, don't, I don't win. That makes sense. And Pittsburgh was minus one in circuit. And it was minus one and a half. In the Westgate. Oh, well, yes, yes. That. 
<laughs> that's one you're saying. You know, the irony is that, I mean, that's the sort of game that I mean, Pittsburgh could win by one. That's the sort of ugly game that it, absolutely Pittsburgh could win by one and but or two or, you know, it's. Uh, oh, no, but, I, I mean, you. these are close calls. Like the, the, no, sixth, hear you, the hear sixth and seventh games out for me in, in Circa Millions was the Saints and the seventh out was the Chargers plus three and a half. So I, I got lucky. No, yeah. I mean, again, it takes you have not had a losing week. And all which, the which, weeks. Which is, when you think about it, the chance of having a winning week, it's not just a non-losing week. I have had, every week's been winning. Mm-hmm. The chance of having a winning week is less than 50%. Yeah, because you got to go 2-1. I mean, if there were... It, it, I got New England two, minus three. Yeah, yeah. ties. Yeah, you know? yeah. So not having a losing week is better than 50% if you're playing on any... Uh, whole numbers. Every right? time you have a tie, you got to go three and one to have a winning week. I got to have ties. a winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, that's interesting. Still no. So it's not you haven't had a losing week. You haven't had a week that wasn't winning. So yes. at least three wins every week. Exactly. All right, that's impressive. And the funny thing is, as you think about some, you know, your other entries in different contests. Not running near as good. It just it shows you to some degree there's luck in this, especially early in the year. It's not uncommon for people to play five. What's the circuit limit? On- it's five, and I have five. Yeah, and the other four are not sniffing the top fifty. Now, part of that, of course, is that by week initially. Um, you know, I randomize, mm-hmm. and I think this entry was wasn't even my best entry after like two or three weeks, mm-hmm. and then just the randomization. This became my best entry around week five, so it, it gets my top five picks. Obviously, my best entry is always going to get my top five, and then my other picks, well, they get, in order to catch up to my top pick, have to be different. Obviously, so it's not like I'm going to shove with my top five picks. I'm going to diversify. Yeah, but if you were sitting about fiftieth in another entry, yeah. would you worry about diversifying then? Or would no, you be because looking I'm so far, now I'm so I'm so far behind. I, I can't catch myself. So, but you're still weighing the money. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so I I mean I mix and match. I'll take mm-hmm. like I'll usually take a couple of my my top five and then play three other games, which is typical in my other entries. Okay, and so what we'll do at the end of the show is talk about how you hedge, how you were thinking about it, because you you tend to lean towards the Monday night game if it's. A tiebreaker, you want a Sunday night, you want a Monday night, the rationale being it gives you time to hedge or or, 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 or operate. The market is so much more efficient. It really doesn't cost hardly anything. If you have friends that have exchanges and the like that you can you can go ahead and take a look at. And if you're looking to hedge, hedge. Hedge the other side, exactly. All right, so we'll talk about what you are valuing each of these wins at as you have a chance to hedge. But another week gone. Now... You think you might be in first, but no, and someone went five and zero right behind you. So this is uh, this is the rarefied, you know, nosebleed stakes. And boy, the the one guy. I mean, I guess let's talk about it now real quick. Had Baltimore three and a half. Yeah, Castle Rocker, Baltimore minus three and a half. Yeah, you know, I give him I give him credit. He submitted early. You're just saying keep. He what, had two what you're great. You're really saying right now is keep doing the, what you're doing, buddy. Well, he'll do regardless of any of anything I would say. He certainly will because uh, he's half game in front of me right now, and he went just rolled a five and zero. Oh, so he's so white hot. Whatever you think you know, he knows more is what he's thinking. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> it's almost like like these college football polls are fascinating because Florida State isn't even like a top ten team anymore. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. their body of work 
is tremendous, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, well, you know, the ultimately you are when it comes to picking your final four, you, it probably should be you are who your record is. And you know, I still don't think they're going to get in because the quarterbacks hurt. I think that the committee's ultimately Boy, most gonna, people most people feel like if Georgia wins, that Florida State gets in. Let's see. The, so Georgia, mm-hmm. Michigan, mm-hmm. Oregon, or the winner of Oregon, Washington. Yes. I um, mean, Oregon's playing nine. Yeah, yeah, see yeah. That. How unfair is that? that but, but let's think about this. Then Florida State, Texas being the one left out in that Texas scenario. Texas being left out. And Texas will get screwed if, if Georgia beats Alabama because then people can say, ah, because Texas obviously beat Alabama. What a great win. Yeah, but if Alabama wins, people think Georgia gets in, which I think would be absurd. Right? I, I think that'd be absurd, to be honest. Georgia and Alabama get in? Yeah, that's what they think. And to me, I would say Georgia mm-hmm. has had a weaker season than Michigan, a weaker season than than well, Oregon's lost. Uh, I again. would have agreed three weeks ago, but mm-hmm. but Georgia's just been throttling, you know. Who? Uh, they they throttled Ole Miss. They beat Missouri. That's a really good win. Missouri's Missouri's like a, a, a ten and two team. Yeah. And you're like, no, they're not a 10, 10, 10 two team. They're ten and one team. And they lost to to Georgia is, is the way to look at it. So if you pull up Missouri, maybe McKenzie, you can you can put that up. That's like an, a really underappreciated good win that they have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously not underappreciated because they're number one right yes. right now. And and but uh, let me see here. And two time defending champion, you know, you kind of you got to give them a little favorable rounding. They've done pretty well, well in the playoffs. Uh, see, that's the thing. I think hmm. no, I mean, no team. In the modern era, if I'm not mistaken, has won three in a row. I know no team Ooh. since the 70s has, and I don't even know before that. So, I mean, this would be historic. It feels like you got to earn that. The worst scenario to me is Georgia number one and Florida State number four, because then they're going to be laying get a you know, 14 or whatever. And, well, and 14. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 18. You think? Because but you know why? Because what would Georgia be against Louisville? Well, maybe I, that's too high. You're, you're probably right. That's probably, but maybe your number's better. And I don't, you know, I don't really know yeah. college, but but it does. I mean, I guess last year, what were they? Uh, well, it was Georgia against Cincinnati, right? TCU. No, no, the so they played Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I guess that was two years ago, right? Yeah, I think they were like twelve, and they were like thirteen. I, I think it was TCU. Alabama against Cincinnati. Alabama since he was twelve. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comp. Yeah, it, I mean, again, we don't know how good this quarter. I mean, in theory, if you're a backup quarterback in college, you're still a five star recruit. Yeah, this for Georgia, Florida State. I mean, this Georgia team is a good four points worse than the, the other Georgia teams. But remember, they, that Georgia, those Georgia teams from the last two years, is so much better than all these teams. Oregon's really good. I think Oregon's the second best team. I've heard, yeah, I think most, a lot of sharp people agree with that. I think most people feel like, it's so funny, if Alabama wins, there's people saying that no SEC SEC team should make it, and others are saying two will make it. I don't think Georgia's done enough to be able to lose a game. It depends how they lose. If they lose by a field goal, they're in. If they lose by 17, then that um, that lasting impression, might they might be on the outside. Yeah, but boy, it seems like... But but then Oregon and Washington, it's like it's like wait a minute, we're like two of the top four teams, and we split against each other, and one of us is is gone. That doesn't. If, if I'm Washington, and I you know, and I lose. But by Washington one, was home. But, but I mean, yeah, but if Washington loses by one to Oregon, you could see you could see their case. It's like I split with Oregon; they're the second best team in the country, and I beat everybody else. Yeah, that's true. And that I mean, they beat Oregon State, right? At Oregon State. Yeah. Right. And I, they were underdogs in that game, if I remember. Yes. So, yeah, this is, I all. I mean, I think, so next year it goes to 12, is what they're saying. And, and, and I wish it was 12 this year because it's, oh, such, God, I, I know don't. This, this is normally an NFL pot, but I tell you, 
just I in don't. general, you'd have garbage teams. But this is the year you got ten. Nothing would, but nothing would matter. You got ten legitimate no, teams. Nothing would matter. Like what? The Alabama wins. You get bias. You get bias. The top four get bias. That matters a lot. Yeah, but 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 beaten up on the number twelve team. I mean, we're saying how Florida State. I mean, what would the fifteen be against the twelve team? Typically, if if it's Alabama this year, let's say. Let, Let's say Alabama, or let's think a high state. Maybe is going to be Texas would be five, high state six, probably right. Well, Missouri is going to be like in Washington. Missouri will be like a ten. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, Oklahoma. I'm guessing would be like a, like eleven. Yeah. What's the odds of an Oklahoma? Be? I mean, I mean, I get it. I get yeah. it. But it just isn't the this, same. Th- normally, it would be fourteen. This year, it would be like six or seven. Remember, I remember we, me, you, and Jonas were having this argument when they went to seven teams in the NFL. And I said, this is gonna. There's gonna be so many years that the number one seed is clean, mm-hmm. and two through seven is gonna feel like the same thing. And hasn't it turned out that way? Oh, I, I think it's better. I, I I always think, but like they they had this argument in college basketball. I remember. See, I'm I'm older than you, so um, I remember when they went to. Um, the tournament was like 32 teams, mm-hmm. and they went. To it was four. It was 64 and 85. That was the yeah, first yeah. year. And they so went it was to 48. Before so they that. went. It was exactly. So it was 48. Um, like in the early 80s, and people mm-hmm. were like 48. You're crazy. That's way too many. I'm you not know? sure they're not. But here's the question: Is it? What they ended up doing was having two different tournaments. Effectively, the first round was the uh, crown Cinderella. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, Loyola's made it through whatever. And then from there, it's to declare a champion. But really, how many how many times has the champion ever been worse than an eight seed? I, I don't think ever. Right. Kentucky, I think one is an eight. If I'm not, I'm just going by Villanova one is an eight. Uh-huh. And that was in 85. That was yeah. the first year it was. So really, they could have had 32 teams all this time and not one thing would have changed. trying to think. It was a Loyola. Obviously, Loyola was an 11 that made the final yeah, four. Yeah, George Mason did. Penn years. did it one year as like like an 11. Yeah, yeah. Which is all great. But, but then they, they, then they, yeah. know, they it doesn't happen. So in a weird way, what, what we're is saying it? is ever since they went to 48, they've never had any of the teams after 32 matter. Yeah. All, and, but they did, they've done a brilliant thing. That first two rounds matters. Mm-hmm. Like, who was that team... Uh, the beat uh, Kentucky that that school Patino was at right. Remember um, in upstate New York, like a year or two ago, Patino was there and they beat Purdue. I think Iona. You remember Mackenzie? Yeah, I think it's Iona. Okay, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, now that was they won two games and it was like amazing. They got the whole week up to the Sweet Sixteen. Then they were out. Nevada right? did that also. Yeah, Nevada beat Gonzaga and they made the Sweet Sixteen with with um, Musselman, which is yeah. a real victory. It's a real. I mean, when when the when the nun from Loyola, all that is so cool. But it's not about deciding the champion. Well, you 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 nailed it. You you tweet that every year. You know that it. it, it, it it's not a Cinderella dance. They, the Cinderella goes home before midnight, and it becomes chockety chock chock late. But what happened here in, in college football is the bowls represented that. Yeah. If you went and run, won the Rose Bowl, you did something, even if you weren't in the playoff. So to me, I don't know. Now I, all these teams are going to finish with a loss. I think <laughs> six. Yeah, I think six would have been so much better because then you could have the first two get a bye, and then the other uh, four become two, and now you got and. Th- you, what I like about the twelve is it it, it lets you know a, bo- a a Boise that's having a great year get in you know a team like that or a Toledo an undefeated team. Oh no, I agree. But doesn't six? I think what they should have done was have back when the conferences were different, right? Or I guess they're the same now, but they're not going to be. Is have the champion 
from each of the major conferences. So Big Ten, SEC, ACC, what Big 12. What if Iowa wins? It doesn't matter. Really? Like, well, if you win, if you win, the conference has got to mean something, mm. right? I mean, because what's the point? Everyone's saying this is for the division lead. It doesn't. If it doesn't matter, who cares, right? Yeah, but what if it's a, what, what if it's the Big Ten West and it's and it's Minnesota winning and they're like seven and five and then they they, they win as a thirty point underdog? Well, I mean that's like the teams that win and get into the tournament. Well, let me happens in the NFL. Let's say we. I actually think eight would have been better. So check this out. The five major conferences get get uh, one each, Champions. automatic. Mm-hmm. All right. Then you have one from the group of five. Yep. Automatic. They're probably going to be the eighth seed, and then you have two wild cards. No, the SEC second place team and one wild card. Well, maybe. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, wouldn't that that would cover it? If yeah, Minnesota, I agree. Right. So because you got you got no qualms, you got two kicks at the can. You can win your conference, yes. or you can have a great year. And we always have a group of five in, mm-hmm. so there's a chance to see where they're, and that makes the number one and, seed very. And one more caveat. The group of five team has to be ranked in the top twenty. If you're not in the top twenty, sorry, bud, you didn't do enough. You but, got a minimum but there's standard. There's like seventy or eighty teams. That you got to have a minimum standard. <laughs> you can't have yeah. a garbage team. Well, we can argue more about yeah. this hypothetical that will never happen. But let's get to the games now. What do we do when we recap this? Is we try to tell you from Fezzik's eyes mostly, me with stats that Mackenzie helps with or really drives and. Uh, we did an interesting thing, Fez. We got all the, on our recalculation. I said, you know, I'm sick of Fez questioning us. Like, give me the breakdown. So we've got what the score would be if we just looked at yards per play, if we just looked at yards, if we just looked at first downs. Then we tell you what the turnover adjustment is. So you can question whatever you want, and we're going to have the answers. Right, McKenzie? Yes, sir. All right. So I'm going to let you pick the game that you think was the most deceiving. So five phony finals. Give me um, the number one. New, the England, most phony. New England losing to the Giants. Uh, okay, hit me. All about ter- terrible quarterback play. So um, yeah. end of the first half, New England's driving, about to take the lead, and Matt, um, their idiot quarterback you know, throws a 75-yard pick six. He gets yanked. Zappi comes in. Zappi plays much better. New England ties the game. They're driving. At the end of the game, they're going to win. Or not the end of the game, in the fourth quarter. Zappi throws a hor- horrible interception. Giants wind up get- going up 10-7. Then the idiot kicker for New England misses a 37-yard chip shot. To go to overtime, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not angry. I had New England minus three and circa millions. And as they missed that field goal, I said, "There goes my million wide left." Um, <laughs> you can't think like if that. If you look though. at yards, I know. If you look at yards, uh, sixty plus for New England, um, almost a two to one first down domination. So New England should have won this game. Somehow they managed to donk it off and lose by three. Okay, now we're gonna have our first dispute. Okay. Now, first off, in the fourth quarter win share, which is what a proprietary number we generate from. Each play of the fourth quarter we assess based on the NFL's numbers, and it's actually informed by the Vegas line. What's the odds of winning or losing? So this is like what ESPN has where they have the graph, and we weight it where as the quarter progresses, these uh, percentage means more and more. All right? And in this one, it was Giants 56%, New England 44 Now, that doesn't invalidate your point because you're saying, oh, it was lucky that they were in the spot they were in. And we, we don't assess that. We just say, what's the score? What's the situation? Right. So the fourth quarter win share, I, in my opinion, it's more valuable when you get lucky in the fourth quarter versus getting lucky early in the game. And that's why you have the lead. I mean, it still has merit. What it, re- what it, what it has massive merit is, repli- is replacing one score record. 
because a one score yes. record, a two and six, it's so fraught with oh, a team was down ten, kick the stupid fit, the Rams game down ten, they kick yeah. a field goal with a nanosecond left. Yeah, bullshit. This this, this skips all that. I agree one hundred percent. So this tells you, given the givens, who should have won, not. What should have happened instead of what happened, right? But we, still, the fact that New England was almost fifty percent yeah. on the win share is pretty. That's pretty strong for a team that loses outright. Now this is going to surprise you. On our recalculation, we have Giants winning by seven. I see. I can't understand. All right, that. so let's take a gander at this. All right, so uh, now I think I think that's because of the turnovers. If you yeah. take out the turnovers, well, they're not winning. Let's look at it here. So New England lost by. 1.3 points is our thought on yards per play. All right. So what do you I say? agree with that? Okay. And we have uh, New England winning by 4.8 points on just yards. Yep. And then we have New England winning by nine points on first down. Yes. Okay. But New England lost almost 11 points on turnovers. Yeah, because they can't, they're six. idiot quarterbacks through through a pick six and a pick stupid at the end of the game. Yeah. So, uh, th- I mean, that happened, right? So this is. They were. And, and you know what? To be fair, maybe you could say, well, we need to downgrade New England because they have quarterbacks that throw interceptions that are more god-awful than any team in the league. Because if you saw these picks, you'd be like, don't throw it! Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a rare situation where they actually got lucky uh, by our five points lucky on turnovers by our math. I accept that. In other words, they should have thrown more interceptions. Yes. Because I think six turnover-worthy passes. Or, or not even more. But that or the interception should have been worth more points. Because were you throwing there? Like, remember when Herbert threw an interception at the end of the half? Right, the the first half mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything really. Yeah. I mean, in, but in it, this case, um, Mac Jones threw an interception on the, almost in the red zone. He got returned seventy five yards for a touchdown. So truly, ten point swing. Mackenzie, where's our line of scrimmage numbers? Uh, oh, I see him right here. Yep. Thank you. All right, so real quick, I want to. So now another way to look at. So we're saying we're not going to guess what was lucky and what wasn't mm-hmm. lucky. We're just going to tell you underlying stats, and we think still Giants should have won. Now, if we look at line of scrimmage. And we take away turnovers. That's going to speak to your scenario, Fez. And in that case, New England by five. New England. Okay, where is that? All right, we got it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Okay, New England by. Oh, ooh. By 14 points. So New England was four points to the positive on offense, and Giants were 10 points to the negative on is his EPA now. So that's a net 14. And which makes sense because if you look, it's about 11 points when it comes to turnovers, and then Giants had an advantage on field position and uh, kicking. Right? Giants, the worst yardage in the league last week, 220. No one did worse than them. Yeah, I mean, again, this is this is a New England team that's been close in so many games, but they can't win the close ones. What an irony because with Brady, I mean, in prior – New England yeah. seasons, they won the close games. Let me ask you this. Do we put this in our back pocket? Dayball will, can win. Because last year he did more with less than anyone. Mm-hmm. This year he has a guy that you used to say his name, DeVito, like it was a curse word. Like, like it was some kind of like uh, Italian curse. Or, oh, DeVito. Oh, he's terrible. But they just won two straight games. And, 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 How is that possible? I think I think it's magic. I mean, I think Dayball is 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 
I'd say different than Tomlin, where it's not motivation. Apparently, him and the DC aren't speaking. Does he have like a Vulcan mind meld that he was like he's able to like do the mind probe and get Mac Jones to throw the world's worst pick six in the, in well, the history maybe, of the planet? I mean, maybe they baited him with this, with if, if it was Belichick, we'd say he baited him into it. That, right? That's a good point. Or, or is he like, or can he like somehow you know amazing Kreskin make the football hook when they for when New England's kicking the game tying field goal? What do you think the Giant? Well. You know this, Fez. When you get that half a point that only you got, it might not matter 50 times in a row. But the 51st, it matters. And the guy that lost says, oh, what, Fez, he just knew it was going to fall for? No. You always are trying to get the extra half point. Sometimes it matters. Dayball always is doing all he can to win. It's, good. Good. Sometimes it's a, it's it a good point. I like Dayball. I mean, I, I, I mean. How many games should they won last year? All six. six. All right. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And 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 they and won what? They ten or eleven? Four? Yeah. And they've already won four. So they're way ahead. So so I mean he he does seem to be good. Yeah. Right. People are already sweating. A lot of people played like alternative giant unders and stuff. They're like, oh, that's gonna cash. You know, they played the under six and a half, like plus two ten, and now they're like, oh my God, I gotta sweat this now. Wouldn't you say that we have a trend here and we'll move on? Is if you think a guy is so, or a team or a guy is so bad that it's just fade material no matter what, they usually end up winning money if you bet on them. Like, think about Arizona. You were like trying to fade them no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think if it's too obvious, if, if, if Billy at the bar or, or, or Barry at the bar is going, no, wait, Barney at the bar is going, oh, I'm, I'm betting against Arizona every week. Chances are, it's probably don't have. It doesn't have value. Boy, I don't know. I, it applies to the Giants, but this Carolina team, and you know, it turns out that maybe but no that one's was, even said that about Carolina uh, until the last week or two, right? That's true. We, the, we bet Carolina them got against, support. We bet them against Houston. Yeah, Carolina got support. That, that was a good bet. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. in hindsight, I wouldn't when bet that again. Off the bye, I, I think you would. <laughs> well, I would you, if it was the same points. result. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, my, my point being. Yeah, maybe now Caroline is there, which means it's probably the time to stop betting against them. Yeah. Right? Because once no one is left to bet them, how can the line get any worse? I, I, I agree. All yes. right. Next game. I'll let you pick. Next game. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Uh, your Steelers. Congrats to your Steelers. 400 plus yards, baby. They, they absolutely destroyed the Bengals. So, um, and it was a close game for much of the game. Um, but Pittsburgh absolutely dominated this. I don't know how the Bengals had the lead for the, the most of the first half. Now, let's be candid. I was even after the Cleveland game, I said Pittsburgh is underrated. How, you said that was a swing bet with one that lost. Your number six bet would have lost. How much did that influence, even subconsciously? Well, well, yeah, it, it absolutely did. And if you recall, I agreed with you, and I, I was thinking about this, and, and you brought it up. So Deontay being back, so they got two wide receivers now, um, and Warren, you know, is, is running very well. And it seems like it's it's a little, little fire under Najee, also, where you know yep. that competition, like he's like, I can't, I can't just like you know um, make any more business decisions and run out of bounds, or I'm going to sit my ass on the bench. So 140 some yards, I think, rushing for the Steelers. Yeah, and they threw to the middle. With their tight end, which they weren't doing under Matt Canada. Is that right? I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the tight end had like 130 yards. So, Fairmouth? Fairmouth, yeah. yeah. And so, he normally is like 40, a 40 yard guy. Is his, yeah, it yeah. was his career game. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, now again, there's the, there's the thing with um, 
as you said, Johnson didn't recover, didn't make an effort on a loose ball that is getting a ton of attention. I think he's getting a little bit of a bad rap because he he didn't. It wasn't a big effort, and then he just has back to the play, and it's so rare. And then unfortunately, there was a fumble, and he didn't turn around. Yeah, and so the, oh, so the, the play, Bengals the play is going the on. The Bengals running past him. He's like, hey, he doesn't yeah. have he doesn't have time to look at the play. I, it was it was a bad look. And apparently, I saw him and, and uh, Fitzpatrick, um, Mika. Uh, had a fist fight in the locker room, oh. like before this. Now Fitzpatrick, let's make it back. Well, he's able to fight. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and or maybe it was it got physical is the term they're mm-hmm. using. But boy, if you're going uh, normally, yeah, Johnson he, Fitzpatrick got into a heated argument in the locker room is what ESPN's saying. Now was that now before is, the game or? Yeah, that was Saturday. Saturday. Now this is interesting because. Normally, the guys who get into fights are both on offense or both on defense. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like it's rare that they cross uh. borders like that, right? That that an offensive guy calls out a defensive guy, or vice versa. That's telling me Fitzpatrick is a stealer, right? Mm. He's got the stealer mentality. I'm going to take his side almost always. Well, your Steelers are now number 13 in my power rating, so they're not 29th no more. <laughs> okay. All right. So, real quick, let's look at our numbers here. So, if we look at the recalculation. Uh, and again, this is looking at the underlying stats. We got Pittsburgh by tw- eleven and a half. All of the recalculations. Wait, was this final score twenty four twelve? So I sixteen ten. Sixteen. I'm. I don't. Why, why did I write twenty four twelve? Okay, maybe that was. Uh, was that first downs or something? I don't know. Uh, well, let's see here. I'll, I'll take. It must again. be a different game. I wrote down. Yeah, that, I, I, I. And that's why I said Pittsburgh should have won by double digits. Yeah, and if we look at it, Pittsburgh by eight uh, on yards per play, by seventeen in yards, by fourteen in points. And uh, they had a turnover disadvantage of uh, two and a half points. All right, and then the and then after that, there's the Kevin Cole, the pregame EPA adjustment, and the PFF noise cancel, as they call it, which is trying to get the lucky plays out. Hmm. And the and the out I won't go through all of them always, but the outlier here is the pregame says only two points or one and a half points for Pittsburgh. So that's interesting. The other ones were up in the twelve thirteen range. Yeah, and I and I would have had Pittsburgh by thirteen. So Pittsburgh to, uh, is now the fifth seed to make. They got their schedule doesn't look so bad. So you're feeling good. You you made a bet right after Burrow's announcement on Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. What's the, what did you, what number did you get? So I got minus one ten, and then I doubled down and actually played minus one sixty. Later now, was, on. That, was that after any other games? Not after any other games, but it's after the market disseminated the information. Okay. And so what happened is people took a look at it. And obviously the first trick is to like, okay, let's pull all the Cincinnati Bengals stuff off the board. Mm-hmm. But the number one team to benefit from this is not so much. It, they, it, had, they had Cincinnati twice coming exactly. up. Exactly. So it helps them. Even if they don't have Cincinnati, it helps them because since he's in their division and not as, not a threat anymore. But it really helps them because they get the two games against Cincinnati. And plus, if I recall, the Bengals had already played Cincinnati. Twice, so there wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Check that. Uh, the Ravens had already played the Bengals twice, so yeah, I, I think you're right. And uh, I mean, you can see obviously Pittsburgh doesn't likely go into Cincy and win that game. Yeah. All right. So next one. Next one. New Orleans, Atlanta. Oh. Phony final here. I'm not. Hey, I gave you New Orleans. Um, I really think Atlanta won by nine. I think it should have been a pick. Em. Either team could have won. Okay, so real quick, fourth quarter win share was 87% Atlanta. So obviously with what happened, they should have won. We're saying Atlanta by six in the recalculation. Um, do you question that one? 
I guess so, because you're thinking it's more pick. Well, right? well, what happened is that it, it depends how you weight. There was a, a, a car threw a, a horrible uh, pick six. Not, not not horrible. He just he threw a pick a long pick six, like as he was in the red zone. And Th- that was didn't a, he say me? My bad, my bad. My or something. bad. But yeah. So so that was a ten point swing. It wasn't it wasn't like he threw a ball that he didn't. There wasn't any offensive guy within like a kilometer of where he threw it, like um, Mac Jones did. But it was it still was a game changing play. So we rat a tat tat through these games. Let's take a minute. Take a deep breath and answer this question from a lot of the audience wondering, Fez, if we're not even going to count, like if we're going to say pick sixes don't count, what counts? Meaning, how do you weigh what it is that you dismiss and what it is that you count? Yeah, I I try to look at it. Is it an unpredictable contingent event, such as a 98-yard punt return, kickoff return? Is it something that, like, well, do I expect that to happen over and over? So you could make the case, if Mac Jones is going to be quarterbacking New England, maybe I do expect it to happen. But I don't think that it's any more likely that Derek Carr was going to throw that versus Desmond Ritter, all right, by example. And um, it just so happened that it was Carr that made that horrendous, you know, pick-six interception. Uh, I will say this, one thing about Atlanta. But but, but let's get back to that point. So what you're saying is, is it repeatable? Is it repeatable? Is the right word or okay. sustainable? Exactly. If this is something, um, to use an example, I did. I I read up on this, and I'm sorry to go to college football, but yeah. Iowa has crappy stats. Everyone's talking about how they're first team in the history of the world to win ten games, and they it, where they gained under 250 yards. How is that possible? Well, Iowa has this stud kicker. Their punter punts 48 yards per punt, so their special teams are, like, off the charts, nosebleed good. Mm -hmm. So it is sustainable. It is repeatable. Iowa doesn't turn the ball over, and they have great special teams. Okay, so Denver, when we get to that game, will be a perfect example of, is that sustainable or is that fluky because they've been so good, excuse me, they've been so good not turning the ball over, getting turnovers. My point's going to be they don't let – um, Russell cook at all anymore. Cook at all. I mean, if it's third and seven, they're running a draw yeah. most of the time, and thus they're not going to turn the ball over very much. Thus, I think we got to account for that. But we'll see what you think. Real um, quick, real quick, going back to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are a better offensive team now that they remember B. John, um, their rookie, got like one carry one game, had a mm-hmm, migraine mm-hmm. or something. Um, they're back to he's becoming the lead back now over Algiers, and he really is, you know, very gifted. Rushing and receiving, he absolutely makes that offense better. Line of scrimmage of this game, Atlanta by one and a half points. One and a half points. So it was a coin flip if you just look at line of scrimmage EPA. Yeah, I'm with, fine without with Atlanta turnovers. winning, but just by, by, by one or two. Yes. Next game. Next game. Let's go. Well, you mentioned Denver. Let's go to that. So um, Denver wins on the scoreboard by 17. Stats much closer in that game. Um, should have been a closer game. And also what happened is that um, – uh, DTR, um, did I get that right? Darrell, the UCLA quarterback. Yes, there we go. Uh, he, when he went down for Cleveland, um, Texas, PJ Walker was just Ranger, te- Texas Ranger Walker. <laughs> it was just terrible. Um, and so, um, which is interesting because he was kind of a gunslinger. Remember Carolina, I think, yeah. last year, right? But I think once he got benched for the rookie who looked so bad. It, it probably took away his confidence. Yeah. So you look at the stats, you're like, how the hell did this game go over? How did Denver get 29 points? I mean, the yardage was close. Denver should have won, but I think they should have won by like five points, and they wound up winning by 17. Now, we've got the projected score, Denver 31, Cleveland 18. Hmm. All right, so let's figure out how that is. We'll get into our breakdown here. It's 3-1 to one turnover. 
All right, so we say the score should be 22-16 if you just look at the yards per play. Yeah. Uh, 17-16 if you look at the yards. And then if you look at first downs, 20-18. to So all of them are kind of low. But if you look at the turnovers, 10 points of turnovers for Denver. And that, that would have obviously added a lot of points to the equation. So... Um, I guess if you say forget the turnovers, you're right. But you're right. Like you bring up the point. I feel very comfortable with Russ taking care of the ball, and he and he's been tucking in and running in under pressure instead of just sitting in the pocket like a sitting duck. So um, he's been willing to run also. And Denver by eight at the line of scrimmage. So a clean win, but not as big as the number because turnovers influencing that. Now Denver has won. Is it six in a row or five in a row? Five. five. In a row. All right, five straight wins. If we had started the season with this, where would Denver be ranked in the power rankings? Fifth, sixth. If they're five and zero, oh, and and with with Sean Payton coming in and Russ looking pretty, I mean, Russ looks not that different than he last year in Seattle right now, except he's being controlled mm-hmm. more. Right? Uh, they'd certainly be in top eight. And then, you know, but then we just have a discussion. Should they be fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth? Yeah. yeah. So isn't it interesting how the Order, sequ- these yeah. sequences matter? But it's where, a great point. How much of you, where is Denver for you? So I have Denver, I have Denver right where we started, um, minus a half. And that's where they were to start the season. I, I'm not impressed by them. I got them the number 16 team in the NFL. So, just, how low did they get? Did they get to like 30? Um, no, but they were down. They were minus four, so they were like 26th. Was okay. their low point? Yeah. Now, could have been 28th actually. He, now that I think about it. Here's what's fascinating: the look ahead line. Denver's at Houston next week. Look ahead line was Houston by three. Now this is interesting. Houston doesn't cover. Yep. Right? Denver covers easily, it seems. So it goes down to two and a half. No. No. It's up to three and a half. I saw that. So Houston is getting a lot of love. And that's, by the way, my power ratings make it two and a half. So it's very interesting. It opened three, and I'm like, there's no way it can go to three and a half. And then it did. And you got to consider Houston had a letdown. They have to have a letdown after that Yeah, game. that's like the, 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 the gunslingers facing each other, and it was back and forth game and just um, down to the final seconds, yes. Here's what I've noticed. If a team has is blatantly overrated, so let's use Pittsburgh as an example earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Everyone was able to repeat. All these people trying to do gambling picks are able to say, Pittsburgh's been outgained every game. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, that matter. But it became where I think Pittsburgh was. I, I, let's be honest. If Pittsburgh played Cleveland again in Cleveland, and it was wait that game and was Cleveland in, was laying two and a half. Yeah, what would you like? I like Pittsburgh a lot. Uh-huh. And if Green Bay, like, well, no, so in the way that game played out, it was ten ten, and it was anyone's game. You know, it's, it's, there was it, it should have been pick them, yeah, coin flip. Who's gonna who's gonna be put together a drive in the final two minutes against the prevent defense? And, and remember, Pittsburgh covered uh, the Rams not that long before that. I think there was one game in between they covered. I can't remember. They who. did have that one terrible game against Houston. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, but but that yeah. Tom Tomlin's going to Tomlin. Yeah, but here's I mean, they were favored, so what did you expect? Is But here's the interesting point. I think Denver, because turnovers have meant so much to this streak. Like the that, Minnesota game. Everyone remembers, oh, you know, Minnesota outplayed them in that game. How the hell did Denver win that game? Yeah, and I, I'll be candid. The numbers are going around about 13 turnovers in the last four games or during this win right. streak. 
I think it's an example of Denver of people discounting their wins totally because they think they got a, re- a reason to excuse them. I got to tell you, I think you're more prepared than I am this Monday. <laughs> you, you, um, you're, you're coming with with strong stuff. Absolutely, it's kind of like stuff I've heard. Yeah, but I don't have in my notes here. So yeah, I, I like I like Denver. You heard something about Denver being underrated, but, no, the, but you haven't heard. But that's why yeah. they're being underrated. Yeah, yeah. Is because it's easy for now everyone to dismiss them, but, but, but they're but still they're, winning but these they're, games. But they're the type of team. If if you set the turn, will they win the turnover battle? You want to bet on them. I agree with that. Yeah, and and, and I tell you this, three and a half's a nice big number when you're playing as conservatively as Denver is, and right? when Houston has as bad a defense that even if they, Denver goes down ten, you're going to be confident that um, they're not going to get in the back door. Especially Russell ran more this this yeah, week. Yeah, I love too. that exactly. Next game. Next game, Buffalo, Philadelphia. Well, this is the Ooh. this is the obvious one, and we got to talk a lot about betting theory in this game too, because this game obviously Philly was minus three and a half for much of the week, then it went to three, and then on game day, the last final couple hours, it drops to two and a half at the sharp books. It fiddles in the middle, Philly by three. This was a circa millions pick. Uh, I was on Buffalo plus three and a half, and I really thought Buffalo completely outplayed Philly the entire game. I'm still trying to figure out how the hell Buffalo blew this game. Um, and almost ultimately could have blown the cover, but um, including but not limited to, let's see, Buffalo got flagged. Well, once for, they got the field goal in overtime, you were good. Yes, exactly. Um, not 100%, 97%. What would happen? You tell me. How do I lose? I could still have lost. Well, they never were going to kick an extra point. Okay, okay, I understand. So they kick a three, yeah. tie it. Okay. And then Josh Allen gets stripped, and they will run it in. Six-point win. That would have been interesting of how aggressive Buffalo would have been because there would have been like two minutes left, right? Yeah. That would have been interesting. What's interesting, too, is Buffalo is like loses all the tie breaks because they lost all these AFC teams. So they're the one team that a tie is worth almost the same as a win. Oh, to them. But, now, I doubt but, they know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, looking at the way that uh, the coaching staff it, boy, I tell you this. Uh, the head coach is getting backlash. I mean, I would have said even a year ago, a year ago today, uh, McDermott would have been top five or seven in everyone's list. Oh, I bet he'd be the coach for the next three years, lay like almost anything. Yeah. I, there's a backlash with that. Oh, I, yeah. I think it was so obvious what he did by firing the OC that now it's like, who are you going to fire now? Can't hold a lead with 13 seconds left, but he gets it with 20 seconds left. And he's like, oh, we'll just go to overtime. We're not, we're not even going to try. I will say this. I'm sure, and perhaps, McKenzie, you can look up the win probability on this game with um, – uh, the Eagles trying a 59-yard field goal mm-hmm. in those conditions. And I, I know Elliott's yeah. a great kicker. No, this would, is not going to count for the weather. But right, the it's not, exactly. But I would say the chance he makes that field goal. I watch a lot of football I, I heard, games. Twenty percent. Yeah, I heard twenty-five percent. Okay. Now this is the, he's had three kicks in which his chance. To make it was estimated under twenty five percent. He's three for three. That means those numbers are probably too low. But but I got to be honest. I don't think I've ever seen a clutcher kick like I've I've watched this. That's movie. a voluntary type I, kick. The, 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 the forty four year. Yeah, the forty. That was a forty four yarder in really tough conditions. But this was fifty nine yards. But the, the conditions weren't as tough. Oh, it, they, but they were bad. You're no, right. I, You're I, right. This was an amazing. kick. It was in the mud. It, the stakes weren't All the as Buffalo high. uniforms were white, and now yeah. they're brown because of the mud, and it was just raining. No, and, I, listen. One of the best kicks. Of the decade, I'm like Buffalo. No Buffalo wins. Nope, nope. You know, by contrast, you know, it's funny about kickers and and, and the like. So, um, uh, is it Fairmouth? Um, is is the kicker that's out for who was it? New Orleans? What? No, it was Houston. That they're missing their kicker. All right. Oh, so that was a backup kicker that hit the crossbar. Yeah. So the backup kicker is kicking. Are we sure it's a backup, or did they sign a kicker? 
They signed him. Yeah, so they it's signed, not a backup. They but signed okay. a scrubberini. But, yes. but remember, in kicking, some of the best kickers of all time have been in that spot where they're not on a team in year seven. That ha- They rotate through. Yeah, yeah. So Amendola. All right, All not right. the guy that played for New England. He's, okay. the, he's he's the kicker they picked up, and and like he hit a great kick right oh down God. the middle. And I've never seen this. They say like when my dad and I used to go to a baseball game, he always would say, "Son, pay attention. If you pay enough attention, you'll see something you have never seen before, mm-hmm. or never will see again in baseball." What we saw was two guys were on the on deck circle standing together, and someone in the fans yelled, "Hey, Wendelstadt! They can't do that. That's illegal." And 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 he heard and he walked over and he sent. Wendell says the umpire. Yes, he said you guys can't both be on the on deck. So it's a rule apparently. Yeah. All right, you can't be in the in, in, in together. Because you can't confuse the other team. The theory right. is you got someone lined up to hit or yeah. giving notes or whatever. You know, I'm sure I'm sure there's a rule. So what I saw is so Amendola misses the kick. It hits the crossbar. It ricochets backwards 15 full yards and and, and Doink hits on the five yard line. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a kick hit a crossbar. Or an upright and go backwards 15 yards. I didn't think it would be possible. So the key was back into the field of play. Yes. And was that a live ball at that point? Well, no, but it but it's just interesting how a ball could travel in the air 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't seem possible. It hit at exactly the angle to make it on a line drive kick. You know, because he kicked it low to try to make it to 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 to, to go back at a 45 degree angle to maximize its distance. I know it's worthless. And no, 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 no. That would have been cool though if, if the, it had if, mattered. If the umpire had got down like Dem- the, remember the Tom Dempsey 63 yarder? Yes. The, the referee or whatever was on his knees to see. If it cleared the crossbar, that would have been cool. And there was, of course, <laughs> historically, there was one kick that that went right down the middle. It was uh-huh. like 66-yarder, and it hit— 66. And it hit the—or 64. So it it, it, it it cleared the crossbar. It hit the support beam, you know, past the crossbar, like uh-huh. like eight inches past. Yeah. I think it was—it could have been Baltimore. Bounced— Backwards into the field of play, but the kick was deemed good because it didn't go off the crossbar. Oh, it went off the support that beam. That's not like the Ravens getting preferential treatment. So it's like a me. dunk that goes into the net and that bounces back out. Speaking of that, did you like when a Tucker missed that kick? I, I was like overrated, overrated. I, I was like, but I, I, I don't know. I vegged out on like Sunday. I like passed out. You know, I was live wagering, and I, I made the mistake of like sitting down on the couch, and that was it for me. I was out. How many playoff wins does Tucker have, McKenzie? Why don't you look at it? I'll look that up. I think one is the answer. Is that right? Yeah, because they didn't win any for like three or four years before Lamar. So, um, you know, back to this Buffalo game. And they uh, won one with Lamar. How the hell did Buffalo lose? I don't know. I still, this is the greatest six and six team we've ever seen. Or, but you know what? They might be the greatest six and eight team in two weeks. Now, here's the question, though. At what point are we going to give Philly credit? For winning these games, I mean, obviously the tush push and the ability of Hurts when the pressure's on to step up. I mean, everyone watching the game said when Hurts got the ball down three in overtime, I knew they were going to win. And he played really well. He, he played really well late. He doesn't in the game. look a hundred percent. He still, yeah, he, he still looks hobbled. I still go back to the. Another circa millions loss when Kansas City dropped the touchdown bomb and the guy is like yeah, yeah, wide yeah. open and gets thrown perfect. Um, I think there's a one week moratorium on on complaining about losses, especially I've when you go three than, and two. I've run and better than God. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, uh, there's 14 plinkos in a row that I won before then, including the Pittsburgh Cleveland game we mentioned, where I had Cleveland minus two and a half, which looks it wasn't minus two and a half. I had Cleveland to win, which looks god awful now, and somehow they got it done. Fourth quarter win share, Philly 51 percent. Buffalo 49. That's actually the only game, or there's been no games in which the winning team didn't have better than 50%. So 51 was the lowest, Philly, but every team 
had exa- we predicted the winner based on the fourth quarter win share. Warning, danger, difficult question coming. All so right. Buffalo wins the coin toss. They take the ball. They mm-hmm. go down. They get a field goal. Mm-hmm. What's the probability? There's about, oh, it's like six minutes left in the game. What's the probability that Philly wins at that point? Well, he was on the Super Bowl team? He had eight yards rushing in that Super Bowl. Oh, that, That's that pisses me off. <laughs> I wish he wasn't yeah. on that team. All right, give him credit for that. All right. They, that was a close game, too. So, all right. How many field goals did he have? Four for four. All right. All right. Two points, two Let's for give two. him credit. Let's all right. Give him credit though. Hey, when you're a Steeler, you only really think about championships. So we got to give the yep. guy credit. There you go. Bengals. We just like to go. We like making the Super Bowl. It's a it's a great year. So, so just so I have the numbers close at hand, find me where Harbaugh's last playoff win was before the one they had against Tennessee. <laughs> all right. Because right, I think it goes back to like 14 or 15. So, uh, Philly has the ball. There's six minutes to play in overtime. They're down three. What's the chance they win the game? Okay, six it's minutes. Very high play. scoring. It's 34 30 in overtime. Okay, and there was six, cause four minutes had passed because it's yeah. 10 minute overtime. Okay. Um, personally, I, people are going to say a lot higher than it is. I mean, I think to win the game, because they're going to kick a field goal in certain spots. Once they get in field goal range, they're going to kick the field goal unless it's like fourth and yeah. one or yeah. fourth so and So the two. line's a money line, so right. you can discount the ties. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. You're telling me how often do they win? Right, right, right. I'm saying it's like 30, 32 percent. Oh, okay. Take out uh, very good. Take out the ties. So, okay. What's a, a set of money line basically? So either win or lose, and assume that the ties don't happen. That's right. All right. Um, That's a great point. I never even thought about that. Yeah. All right, so I would say, um, I'd say right around fifty percent. That, that's interesting because so, they would go for it on fourth in in theory. Here, so right? Buffalo was minus one forty five, and Philly was like plus one thirty, is what I saw. And I uh. thought I thought that that you know it's interesting because I went back and forth. I said I said that's crazy. The only way Buffalo loses is they got to give up a touchdown on this drive, and Philly will take the field goal. You know if they have a fourth yeah, down, yeah, which I think, and then the Buffalo will think. get the final possession, and I'll be free rolling. They'll either be like Buffalo will either tie or they'll win. But then the flip side is. But it's 34-31. No one can stop anyone, and they get four downs. So they're going to just—I said I felt confident they're going to just drive down, and then it's going to get sticky maybe if they get you know once they get into the red zone. Yeah, but if you—I don't know why you would take out the ties because in a way the question is. Well, I'm betting the money what's lines. The better, yeah. So, but what's so, the better? But you got to think how many times are going to happen in which it's a push. Yeah. I, right? yeah. The, the question is on both extremes. They're saying they're not scoring anything. Is more likely than them scoring a touchdown. That's insane. It seems like it's really, isn't, yeah, isn't yeah. It? In retrospect, it seems like it's almost a given, like not a given, but it's they're very likely get into field they're going to get to midfield. Down. And once they get into midfield, they're going to be the slight favorite. So to, to make them the dog, saying they got to pick up those first two first downs. But of course they're going to pick up those. First. When does the team, other than Herbert, not get those first two first downs in that situation when both defenses are gassed? And, you know? it, and time wasn't an issue. Four minutes with the, the time. Tons of time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting, boy. The I, only time, that's a bad number. The only I think. thing time could be an issue is they might screw up. Like and they, they get like close to the red zone with three minutes left and they disrupt the offensive flow because they say, "Oh, let's slow Don't it down." Don't give them another yeah. chance. Yeah. That's that, an that, that does screw teams up sometimes. But they would have got down there quick. I mean, to me, what is the most interesting? I would have said of all three outcomes. So think of it like a soccer game, right? Mm-hmm. A three-way. I think a tie was the most likely outcome. I think you're right that a field goal was the most likely outcome. Yeah. I don't think oh, it's okay, high. Okay, was. I understand. I think I, I, I see where you like. Like if I had to bet seven, oh. zero, or three on that drive, you know, that brings up I would have bet point. three. That brings up another point. That's why the Buffalo number makes more sense, because Buffalo had another crack at it right. in all the tie cases, unless the, the clock got really bled down. Okay. 
That's why this whole overtime is fascinating. Do I want the ball or not in bad weather in a low in a low total game? Because you well, could, I think you want the ball because you're the one that wins. gets a and you get a second chance at right, it. Right, right. So especially when we come to the playoffs and a touchdown won't win anymore, mm-hmm. then that situation you're still going to want the ball. Well, the the you, the opponent on the second possession knows what they need, but then you get the third kick at the can and sudden death. P- plus, there is no ties. So. Yes, and so in that in that circumstance, though, but to negate that, if you score a touchdown, then your opponent, when they score a touchdown, we talked about this in the playoffs, mm. they absolutely have to go for two. Well, I don't think many would. I think they will. I think they will. Yeah, well, let's. Let, yeah. I'm not saying some of the most advanced. I think less than half the teams would. Well, that you know what? That's so. That's a that's a dinner bet. We're going to have dinner. All right, all right. All right. Uh, but see, here's the thing: the Can teams, we go the, the teams that are so more, I can get a comp? <laughs> the team, yes, the teams. I Love don't care Caesars. if it costs you any money. I just want a good meal. Yeah. But the, the thing is, I think the teams who get into the playoffs are usually the more aggressive teams, like Philly. Is a good example, yeah, they, though Kansas they, City isn't. But I don't think we're going to see Carolina and yeah. Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> don't be cutting on Pittsburgh. There you go. All right. By the way, for those that are keeping records at home, Harbaugh's last last playoff win. Prior to the one with Lamar, one with Lamar was 2014. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Two, it's been a decade. He's had one playoff win. The, mm. the genius 
of the Ravens. Every move they make, oh my God, that safety had his coming out party. And and you, you, Lamar somehow, well, I guess we'll get to that. Let's go to that game next. Um, okay, so this game, truth be told, I, I passed out because I was tired from, right. from betting all day long. It was a Sunday night game. So I'm, I'm a lot of the other games I actually watched and saw this one much more. I saw the the very beginning and then I didn't watch it. I'm just going stat Yeah, yeah. And Baltimore, this is interesting. I will make the case that Baltimore should have won by six. And what was interesting, in in, in the end game, they're up three, and then they plinkoed up to ten. So the answer is somewhere in between. Fetch. Okay, 19 and a half points we got the recalculation that Baltimore should have won by. 19 and a half. Oh, because I see the 4-0 turnovers. Wow. But one of those was just a Hail Mary, right? Take out the turnovers, and that goes down to six. It's still six, though, huh? Okay. And then if you look at Kevin Cole says eight point. In fact, all of us um, in the the, uh, trying to take out the luck are 8-8 and then 13 for PFF. So clearly a Baltimore win. But let's be honest, it's another case, another case where Herbs has the ball down three. Failure face. I mean, what the hell? It was Couldn't like, even get the backdoor score down 10 with like a minute and a half left. Oh, you my know? God. He's just terrible in it's that like he, Everyone talks about his big arm, and I'm not saying it's not a big arm, but it feels like he winds up, and it's like almost like a weird video game where it's coming, and it goes way high. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the ball gets there fast. You know what? It, it, but it, sometimes it gets there too fast, like when he hit well, the— Yeah, when he throws those six-yard six yard screens, but, but well, when like he throws downfield— Well, like when he, was, when, when he threw the, the, the ball to the goal line, you know, I was watching Mahomes, okay? So so they, they had a wide-open receiver in the middle of the end zone. They talked about how um, Herbs, he, his receiver dropped the ball because he nailed him in the face mask with the, with the, with yeah. the, you know, the lightning bolt. And there's Mahomes. He's got a wide-open receiver. Somehow he took, you know, it's just a— Takes take, a little takes off. Takes a little off. You know, kind of just goes in there, and the safeties don't have time to get over there, and boom, touchdown. Yep. i got to be honest with you. I think the Chargers are a fade— just because, I mean, Staley's... Uh, is, a dream, is a dream crushed yet, 4-7, or so. are they I, still thinking we can run the table? Well, AFC. I mean, what's the playoff odds right now, Mackenzie? Can you, um, I'll go that. Apparently, 7%. New York Times has a playoff predictor that people seem to respect, too. We might want to take it. Because remember, 538 is unoccupied at this point. Oh, they, right? they don't have, I mean, they only have like one or two people working for them, so they're not updating things. I've used teamrankings.com. You ever yeah, use them? You know, I, I, I actually was impressed where they were. They had a, a preseason number for all the teams, and they showed how they calculated it, and it actually was very logical. So, and remember, Matty Holt used to like that. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah. Um, real quick, let's look to see where the Ooh, chart. Matty asked me about, he sent me a text. He's like, Fez. You know anything about this team? Not that I'm going to disclose. Oh, okay, the team. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a college team that's oh, been some, getting action. Yeah, like some, in order there's some um, uh, mis- what do they call that? Um, suspicious action mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. games. So yeah, I'm always always happy to help Maddie out. Yeah, we might. I should play that, huh? Until he resolves it. <laughs> I, well, I'd wait. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, this is not a bowl team. Yes. <laughs> all right. So oh, okay. So it's college football. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so Maddie Holt, who uh, you know, alum of the pod's been on various years, and uh, unfortunately, with the, his job as it's booming with U.S. Integrity is the name of the company. Who it's all about compliance and finding fixed games and irregular betting. It's hard for him, or in fact, he's forbade. I guess forbidden, forbade um, from making picks and all that stuff. But uh, 
very respected by me and and you fads and a nice guy too and, and yeah, great guy and he knows i'm um dialed in oftentimes on what's yeah, going on and just we, we got that point you know yeah, you didn't have to say yeah. it. we got that point here you go <laughs> in case anyone missed it fez was saying you know when they're trying to find something crooked going on i'm one, i'm on the me. first calls <laughs> But that means they don't think you're in Ace on it. Ross they think it's style. They, they think they think that you. All they're thinking is that you got. Uh, you might know. Like not much is going on in the town that you, or, or or offshore to be candid that you don't know about, right? Yeah, correct. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. <laughs> oh, you're spot on with the Chargers here. So the Chargers to win the playoffs, uh, to make the playoffs, the yes is plus one, 750, the no is minus 1,400. This is DraftKings line. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting, let me ask you, what would you say, how would you compute the no VIG probability of this number? Well, I mean, the default way would be to put it right in the middle, right? Right, minus 1075, plus 1075, but that's not where I would put it. All right, so the question becomes where, now you got a theory that on the big Oh, the, the usually big underdogs get a lot of the vig, right? Like in a futures pool, yes, like the fifty to one, the seventy to ones. Yes. The, so is that what you would expect I, here? I, yes, I would say the no vig would be like minus thirteen hundred slash plus thirteen hundred. So the odds would be much less. The idea being is no one's going to tie up their money for two months betting mm-hmm. a minus fourteen hundred. Mm-hmm. So the theory is we got they got a certain amount of vig they want, but they're going to say let's make the payout. Uh, uh, plus seven fifty. Take all that vig, or most of it. Yes. Okay, I think that's fair. I mean, but in a weird way, that's why they don't get out. I mean, imagine if they just put up fair numbers, and I mean, let's say that it, the spread, could, the straddle could be the same, but it was plus nine hundred. Let's say would they get a lot more bets. They they, they would. I, I blame the Theo guys because the theoretical hold on that is not so bad at all. It's only like six percent. But 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 that would be six percent no matter where they put the vig though, right? Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that that's definitely true. I yes. mean, they could easily make it plus nine hundred minus seven or minus uh, seventeen hundred. Yeah, no one ever got fired for somebody cashing a minus twelve hundred bet, right? And then but, I don't think so. <laughs> but but guys cashing nine to one bets get 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 attention. Well, yeah. that's the question. Is that and that's why I like what Circa does. I mean, I you know. I don't love everything about Circa. I, there's not much that I don't like that I think about it, but I love that they have gamble in them, right? They, they want to gamble. They don't, they're not trying to be erratic. They're not trying to take unnecessary risks, but they're not afraid to Their gamble. Their owner gambles. I yeah. mean, he goes across the street and goes and bets 10K a, a game at Gold Nuggets. Circa, you know, Derek's, he's a gambler himself. It's like, it's, it's like old school Vegas Benny Binion. I, I agree. But I also would make the following case that usually the owner has to be an advocate of gambling or sports betting for there to be a real aggressive sports book. Yes. So Steve Wynn at the Mirage and Jimmy Vaccaro, for example, he was, he was say, be ambitious. And he was, right? Yeah. And then at the Wynn with Avello, it was also like that, right? When, when uh, Steve Wynn was still there. And then I would make the case that gone at um, South Point, you know, whatever. You might like some parts, but I mean, obviously sports betting is a big was a big part of of his perspective on it. Yeah, because the I mean the profits of the sports books don't justify the the square footage you're utilizing, but they make the case like, hey, that brings in business and you know raises. It's the- an amenity, also. It right? doesn't. Someone doesn't go across the street to make a bet. Exactly. You want amenities? I've never been there before. Let me ask you: Have you ever been to what the Legacy Club on the roof of Circa? No. 
have you ever been to the ghost bar on the roof of the Rio? Yes, yes. If you like the ghost bar, uh-huh. you got to go to I, – I went up there. I've never seen anything like it. It was better than the ghost bar. When, when was this? Um, I was on a show on Friday night, mm-hmm. all right? So I was downtown, and then I wanted to get this. So I wanted to get my, my parking comped, mm-hmm. all right? Because yeah. I forgot to ask the, the yeah, radio yeah. show. So I said, I'll just play Blackjack for like, you know, 20 minutes. So I play, and they and I asked to get, get my parking comped, and then they said, oh, you need a host. We'll, we'll call you over one. And so the host got me comped, and then she says, you know what? Have you ever been to Legacy Club? And she actually walked me up. It was like VIP treatment. I couldn't believe it. Did you go, when you were up there, were you telling people, hey, I'm second in Circa Millions? Hey, I'm second. <laughs> like, I was you just want en- to get a t-shirt, mate? I was just enjoying the view up there <laughs> and the fire pit and a great crowd. And it was just, it was, I, I was like, unbelievable. I was like, wow. So Derek Stevens, who, uh, the owner, right, is a guy who, you know, I did a, um, a long, like maybe two hour interview with him. It's probably been, what, four years ago now? Very interesting. Um, it was one of my favorites, but he, I heard him talking about COVID after it was over and he said that he didn't miss a day in the office because remember, if you remember the D, you know, he had just bought those two old, you know, older casinos. It was like a year and a half renovation going on. Golden Gate and the D. Okay. And, well, yeah. the, no, the D never shut down. Was the Golden Gate the only one he, he, he owned? I can't the, recall. Yeah. I thought he bought two, but maybe mm. one, and, and 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 was turning it into the Circa. Mm. And he already had guarantees up on the Circa Million. Oh, was it the California that he maybe, turned it? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think it was the California became the Circa, yeah. Yeah. And he already had guarantees up, and he, he knew if he reneged on those, he could have. If he did, it would be bad for his reputation, et cetera. He went to the office every day during COVID, like no one else was there. He kept the discipline and he fought through a very tough time and came out of it stronger. Imagine having all that at risk and you're sitting down with your wife or whatever saying, well, what could go wrong? You know, we just signed the deal and then COVID COVID. happens and somehow you still get through that. You got to give the guy credit. Oh, Derek is universally loved in in town. So especially if he hands you a million dollar check, Um, I will. <laughs> I will It'll give be a special kind of love, a, no doubt about it. But let's be kidding. Now, what, what is your? We'll, we'll do a second on this now. What's your over under estimate now? One hundred seventy thousand. So it was what? It was eighty thousand two weeks 90, ago. Ninety thousand two weeks ago. Yeah, that's a nice number. You know what? I'm equating this. What you've seen this video, this game show where you you guess like five suitcases and they open up the suitcases mm-hmm. and like and you get good news or bad news mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. open up the suitcases. We four and one. Now, let <laughs> me know? let me ask you a question. It, it sounds like I know you don't think it could happen. Or I think you know it could happen. You don't think it, but you could go one and nine the next oh, yeah. couple of weeks or one and nine the last two weeks. How disappointed would you be? Oh, amazingly disappointed. Yeah. Because you understand how rare this opportunity. I mean, like, how do you th- the way you're thinking? Now, let me ask you this: Would you rather have? So, what's second place paying? Five hundred thousand. All right, so exactly half. How much more? How much would you take? That's interesting. So, let's say the only two choices was first and second. So that you're guaranteed either first or second. Mm-hmm. Seven hundred fifty thousand would be the chop, right? Because at a million yeah. plus a half million, yeah, would you take first place for six hundred fifty thousand? Oh, a- absolutely. Because of the of the branding and all that around it. Yeah. 
Okay, that's interesting. So that, I think I take first place in five hundred eighty thousand. All right, so you know? you're getting exactly what I'm saying. But so, I won't take five hundred thousand. No, okay. You know, so, I'm not. I'm not well, young enough for the getting... branding to matter as <laughs> wow. much as it could. Jesus Christ! You got good, good ten plus years. Well, left. yeah. Now l- l- let me ask you this: How does that change the way you play? Because with a two to one ratio between second and first. That's going to dictate the way you play to some degree. But for you, it's even a greater ratio, which means you've got to play higher risk. So let's say you're in second. You're, are you going to be super contrary with the guy in first? And, or if you don't want to talk about this, you don't have to. So do you saw the Wonka movie, right? Remember what the original Willy Wonka? No, I have. Oh, you never saw the original no. Willy the Wonka? The chocolate factory? Yeah. So no, you know what the five golden tickets are? They're no. like a golden tickets in the in, is in like there's millions of candy bars. Okay. Five of them have golden tickets. Uh-huh. Get a golden ticket, you get to go free into the Wonka factory, and you get free chocolate the rest of your life. Okay. And someone computer programs. I'm going somewhere with this. I promise. <laughs> no, I believe someone it. computer programs where the ticket's going to be. Feeds it into the computer, you know, based upon the data. The two this of them. This was like the early '70s, right? Yeah, they've been discovered, and and the big, you know, the mainframe. It pops out, and it's like, it's, this is going to identify based upon the location of the first two tickets where the next three tickets are in the world. And it pops out. It's like, I can't tell you that. That would be cheating. <laughs> Giving away okay, too much. Okay, yeah. Okay. That was a roundabout way to distract us that you weren't going to answer. I'm not answering All right. That's a fair. That's a fair point. And I, as I was asking, I realized, you know, might be giving away too much. But you also could give, you know, this is a great platform to give some, you know, maybe some misinformation. Am I remember Spock said everything I say is a lie. He Vulcan. He says Vulcans don't lie. But if he says everything I say is a lie, that oh, means that's... what he's saying isn't a lie. I love the quote, <laughs> but I just don't think I think you misappropriated. No, I don't. did he say that? Yeah, he goes everything I say is a lie. In he was in some kind of mental match with someone, oh. and that's what he said. But it's interesting if everything he says is a lie, then he's telling the truth. Because he's not, because he's lying right now. But how could he be telling the truth if he says he's lying? You see what I'm saying? I do. There, you know, there's two Spock quotes. I'm going to go quick. Here. Oh, well, yeah. He's about to relieve the admiral of command. He's 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 like, you're doing this. I'm going to relieve you of command. And the, and and he goes, you're. Was this Kirk? He was no. Really? It was Kirk's boss. Okay. Kirk was was a wall. All okay. right. And so the admiral says. says you're, you're, you're the science officer. You can't relieve me of command. And you're bluffing. And he looks at him. He says, Vulcans never. Bluff, <laughs> and then the admiral says, "All right, go ahead, go ahead and take command." And and then the second one was they were having a high stakes situation with these aliens, and they were trying to blow up the Enterprise. A high stakes situation. Okay, right? I, and, that refines it down. And 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 Mr. Spock says, "Kirk's playing chess with them." And then Bones, the doctor, says, "Not chess, Mr. Spock." Poker. <laughs> well, that was the whole point, right? Is is in a way, Bones was the uh, the the emotion, yes, right, and then Spock was the logic, but Kirk was the combination, <laughs> yes, that was always superior. Spot on. All right, next game. Next game. So all my phony finals are done. All right. I would make the case that pretty much all the other finals I have is being clean. Let's go chronological then. So we'll go, yes. So we'll start Jacksonville, Houston. Um, We do want to go over the Thursday games quick. Okay, yeah. You know, very good. Let's start Thursday. All the games Thursday were ultra clean, I thought. There was like no phonies at all. Yeah. In fact, I'll make the case the Green Bay-Detroit game that the stats and the like look closer than they were because Green Bay got up by 15 points and then Detroit had a final garbage score. So Green Bay, I, I, I'd be curious, the win share had to have been 100%. Or, yeah, 97, or 97. Yeah. Now, remember, we we want to uncover faulty finals, but we also want to uncover trends. Like, oh, this team. So the first question is, how bad is Detroit's defense? 
You know, because Detroit's defenses looked pretty bad for a while. And they just got torched. Yeah, and now Green Bay's looked, and, and Love has looked mighty good three of the last four games. How much, I mean, where's Green Bay at now in your power rankings? Yes. And where's Detroit? So I've got Detroit 8th and Green Bay 18th. Okay, low, I think and that's were, fair. And, and some people were talking about Detroit being the best, you know, being getting the number one seed, rightfully yeah. so, because they have yeah. an easier schedule. But um, Green Bay, no one had as an average team, and they're right there now. Yeah, and, and, and we, I think we're going to cash our I think we might. I think we this might. This is the swing game we needed. Uh, and, and, you know, I still think we were looking good on Tennessee. Yes. Oh, huge... oh, some people are like, Tennessee's going to make the playoffs. It's like, they, bear, they they struggled to beat Carolina. I mean, they didn't struggle, but I mean, they couldn't even blow out Carolina at home, you know? Let's talk about that game real quick because, I mean, we've already spent some time on it. Reich fired today. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a. I'm of two minds. I think if a coach is hated, I think it's a big deal. I don't know if his coach, I don't know if Reich was hated. I, he wasn't a good coach. I don't know. Do you upgrade Carolina this next game? I, I, I have to. Yeah. So, so that's a good, a great question. I, I guess I would, um, I'd wait the, I wouldn't upgrade them. And, and we talked about this. I shouldn't increase their power rating, but I should increase the rating for this game, right? Yeah. That's the way to look at so it. They the, should get a bump. So the line Monday evening was six. So we're saying it went from six to five and a half since he, pretty much since he was fired, huh, McKenzie? Yeah. All right. So there has been a little movement. I just think the way and my power ratings make it seven. Okay, so that's interesting. I tend so. to like Tampa here. I think I think I think Tampa's fighting for their job, right? I mean, if and they're much better than their record. Mayfield where where might, do you got Tampa? Mayfield I hope might, I hope at least like twenty one or twenty two. Mayfield might be injured though. Is the problem? Oh. So I've got him twenty third. Okay, and that's partly because I don't think Mayfield's hundred percent. He's he is wobbling. Well. Because he was sat out that one play, just just you know watching him run, similar to Hurts, he just doesn't look a hundred percent. All right. Well, I tell you, I think Tampa's underrated. I think that they, um, I mean, the Colts are an interesting team. I think they're overrated. I mean, I guess we can go. To, all right, yeah, let's go Colts. Yeah, but by the way, so just finishing up that game, the Green um, Bay. Yeah, well, we the, uh, we should do all the Thursdays. Yeah, but allow me to finish this Carolina then against Tennessee. Uh, 91% for Tennessee, uh, fourth quarter win share, and pretty much all the calculations had them winning between four and nine points. Okay, back to Green Bay. Uh, you think love this trend line with love you take seriously? I do. Okay, and Detroit on defense— I mean, I'm looking to play team total over with their opponent. I think, I mean, with the Saints, ugh, I don't know. Well, Saints are a gunslinging team. You know, they're, I mean, they're chucking the ball around. Boy, look at this. I mean, Detroit gets beat bad. I mean, a, disapp- a big disappointing loss. And remember, they had a 12-30 start there at home on a Thursday. That's a big advantage. And they lose. And now the line goes up from three to four. The Saints are getting hated right now. Right, I mean, yeah. what? I mean, boy, it feels like maybe the Saint. What's the total in that game? Oh, I didn't write it down. Uh, you want to grab that, McKenzie? I'm interested in in, in what the team total would be because I really think the, the Saints can't are about as low as they're going to get. I think we're looking at 46 for the game. All right, so that looks low. You think? I, all right, yeah. so 46. We take away. Right, so 21 is going to be the team total in the range. Yeah, twenty-one to twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. So if we get if we get um, twenty and a half, I like the over. Yeah. I mean, if me, it's out, me, there. me too. You know what? It sure seems like every game is going under in the NFL week after week. Like like normally, like I, I forecasted, I expected an in- increase, and it just isn't happening. 
Like another another week of, of low scoring in the NFL this week. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I think I but that this, could be all these dysfunctional offenses, right? That this that's not the case with these two teams. I mean, here's another thought though. I mean, do they put Jam maybe they put Jameis, maybe they start Jameis. Maybe they put Jameis in, in the second quarter if the Saints are going slow. And Jameis makes the scoring it's go up for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I also would make the case that Detroit is is just a bad deal. I mean, 21, you know, so here's what I'd say. If you can find a 20 and a half, I like the over. Like, you don't, you know, don't even check. I, I, mm. I mean, you like that? Yes. All right. So, um, I like the game over. So, yeah. Well, yeah. but uh, between, between the two, yeah, I hear you. I just think the one side I want to isolate is the Detroit D. Um, so Green Bay arrow up, Detroit arrow down because of their bad defense. I, I concur. Dallas crushes by 35. So I think Washington, they haven't had a bye yet. This seems like, now they've got 10 days, but this looks like dead man walking with Ron Rivera and a team that's just checked out. I think it's been out. a while. Yeah, that's been a while. But um, now Washington has a uh, nine and a half. Okay. So I'm going to probably like the over in this game too. There's the Rivera situation where when he's a big underdog, and remember, we, we were bemoaning, oh, it went from 46 what did it go from 45 to 47 on Thursday on the Thanksgiving? Yes. And it went over like, you know, by 20 some points, right? No, no, no doubt. It's interesting. There was money on the under at post. It got to 48 and then they bet under right before. What did it close at? 47 and a half. Yeah. That's so, minimal. so, but, but the public money's all over the over, you know, is, is the, the interesting part, you know. Um, by the way, I, I want to ask you the big road favorite. Uh, those games tend to go under. Is that enough to to, to make you curb your enthusiasm well, but, for any over? But I think in a, well that applies. Let's the Miami about Washington. It. Yeah, but I mean in a weird way that's not gonna. So this is Washington at home. Okay, that's interesting. Let me see the splits on him when it's oh, when he goes over as a big dog because obviously most of the time he's gonna be on the road. Because right? I yeah because I think like in general that's like I never want to play big road favorites over like because the theory is they might the theory is they're gonna be a little flat. That's why road favorites don't cover as much as we think they sh- or as many people think they should, and thus usually the points are gonna come. Uh, from their score, yes. So, so they lay nine, kind of like the, kind of like the Raiders game should have went right. If KC wins by seven and doesn't score that last touchdown, all of a sudden it's 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 uh, you know it's under right mm-hmm. and and it's K and Raiders. Yes, I think it goes under if if it wasn't for that last touchdown, right? Yeah, the second half did still go under. So Scotty yeah. was was spot on with that. Um, I do think the Washington defense is totally gassed and and they don't get an edge here. Because they play Thursday, but Miami played Friday, so there's no real you know rest mm-hmm. advantage here. But they're going to be generally rested. Both teams, yes. Yeah. Now, that brings up an interest. Well, let's talk about Dallas for a second. This team is is is. Has, I mean, let's be candid. This is three straight. Now, now they're laying nine, but three straight double digit favorites. They cover all three. They have won more games. I just heard the stat. I think it's six. It might be seven. They've won by twenty plus points in more more times already this season than any Dallas Cowboy team in the history of, of the NFL. That's amazing. All these Dallas Cowboy dynasties never won like seven games by twenty points. Washington just played against uh, Philly twice recently and Hung played in competitively. There. Well, Howell's playing well. The offense is playing well. The defense is just atrocious. Yeah, but but how how good is the offense when they lose by thirty five? They look uh, like a they they look like a beaten team that's given up. I don't know. I mean, they just but yeah, they did they put they up almost four hundred yards of offense. They, yeah. they so they had to have been bad in the red zone. Uh, yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is. 
net margin, the P- Pythagorean wins and all that is is some of the best predictors of how good a team really is. Mm-hmm. Why would we discount the Cowboys? I mean, it, are the Cowboys better than the Eagles? And if not, how? What what number shows us that they're not? Yes, the Cowboys are better. In fact, we should look up the game of the year because the Cowboys are going to be playing the Eagles soon and hosting them. Mm-hmm. And I would I would guess that that the I line bet was, the line's like one. I'm going to guess it's like two and a half now. I'm, I'm to Dallas minus two and a half. McKen- I I think DraftKings has that up, huh? Can you check, McKenzie? Yep. All right. It, it, you're right. It was pick them one, but I don't think it's that anymore. I think the Eagles, it, it, despite winning game after game, they're t- everyone the, the the word is out about the gauntlet that like the Clint, Clint Eastwood movie where they're like yeah, yeah. they're like going through like five straight like contending teams. Yeah, but they're they're going through them pretty well so Even far. Even worse. They, 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 they can they can take a step back and like, but they won't want to lose to Dallas. No, well they got Dallas next week, I believe. I think it's oh, so that's a look ahead even I that comes out Tuesday. Think so okay, yeah. so, right now. so it's not up even at the game of the year lines. Yeah, DraftKings only has uh, next week's lineup right now. Hmm. Next week's okay. All right, we'll take just a, this week's. You mean yeah, yeah, the upcoming. Okay, so we'll take a look at that. Um, My wife does that. She says next Wednesday we should go. We should go to uh, dinner. Uh-huh. I never know what she means. Well, I think it means the upcoming next Wednesday. Does she mean this Wednesday or next Wednesday? Does well, she it, mean a nine it's days not, or two no days? There's no this Wednesday unless it's Wednesday, right? It's I think next she, Wednesday. She, when she says, I don't know what she means. Yeah. I th- it's next compared to the day. Well, I think you know because she always means the same thing, right? No. Oh, okay. I'm well, supposed, that, supposed that, to know. That is confusing. I um. <laughs> so we had we gave a pick out for Dak at 35 to 1. Yes. Looked good. Down to 9 to 1. 9 to 1. Um. I saw a headline in the 33rd team that said Dak Prescott, MVP leader. I think it looks really good. Yeah. Now, we're going to wait till Wednesday I'm because we got to bet it tomorrow. I'm going to release a second piece in this portfolio. I like where you're going here. You like this? I do. Because I believe the following. I'll tell you right now. It's not going to be, um, it's not gonna be Mahomes. Mahomes. I think that th- if he wins it this year, he w- should win it every year. So, I mean, maybe he should, but they're not going to win. He's not going to win it every yep. year. All right. I don't think it can be uh, Josh Allen. Allen. He just right? got it's, it's like Squid Games. Josh Allen has been eliminated. Lamar Jackson, I think, is, again, the only pers- uh, <laughs> perspective type MVP candidacy I ever saw. Again, they said, well, he was his stats weren't great, but you know, it's like, it's no. Gonna, he's already won one. If, yeah. if he hadn't won one, we could consider him, but he, now he's got to be like even better to win another. We got Dak now, who's 7-1, to one, we're saying, is the current odds. And then Tua, I think, can win. I think Tua can win, but he won't be my release. Mm-hmm. I won't say anything else. By the way. Herbert? I, I won't say anything else. No. Uh, I, not Jared Goff, not her. I will say this. Trevor Lawrence sucks. Just a little FYI for everyone. I'm so sick. Of, it's like somehow, some way, I decided to get on the Lawrence bandwagon with our quarterback contest. And I heard someone say, you know, he should be in the MVP conversation. I was so upset that they said that. He is no good. He's no freaking good. He's like, where, where's he at in our split rankings? Ninth. Ninth. That's about right. Congratulations. He's, yeah, he's he's he's, he's a capable, good starting. He's a, but he's not an MVP. He's, oh yeah. All right. All right. Next game. Forty ers Seattle. So, uh, They shouldn't have won by eighteen, but the Forty ers are just styling. I was completely wrong. I was like power rating Seattle, and the Forty ers just killed them. Just killed them. 
You know, they we could have laid off San Fran at two to one after they lost the three. We could have had a free roll going. Yeah, and now it's going to be twenty to one. You know, that was such so. a. I tell you, when you bet five to one bets, you're going to have sweet bets that don't come in. Yeah. All right. Um, real quick. I mean, Seattle now getting nine from Dallas. That doesn't feel right to me. So now this is interesting. I wanted to tell you. So I, I blasted it out to my guys, which means I'm going to get nothing because they can't get down early in the week. But it was six and a half. Okay. Right? So it just goes to so you show like you. Dallas there. Yeah. So and I was like, that that number's stupid. It should be like eight. Well, now it's nine. You know. So. But where was the six and a half at? That was what the line was between. On, that was the line on Friday and the on look Saturday. I don't even know what to call it after the Thursday games yeah. are done. Yeah, but yeah, it's so, still, but, still but, look but, you, but there, that was located at like eight or ten different outfits, right? No, um, it was before the Thursday game, but then only got put back up at a, at a few places. Okay, That's, so that was the quirk. So people put it back so, up so where it was. Dallas blowing out Washington was the drive. I mean, the, the look ahead was what in that game? I'm sure it was like six and a half. But Seattle got 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 their teeth kicked in by the Niners. So, so the consensus was seven. And seven point uh, seven and it closed seven point two, so that was the um, consensus. I'm not saying it wasn't a well, six and a half. Well, well, DraftKings reopened at six and a half. Okay, but but and I was uh, like, give me some of that, somebody, please, anyone. Mm-hmm. Bueller? So it was one out. It was Bueller? one out. It was one out. Yes. You're saying okay, but you do realize DraftKings is kind of like a Bovada back in the day, where again they have great UX. If you if you're not going to get um. Limited there, it's a great. I mean, I would have, I would, if I could have any account in Nevada, you can't have, you know, if you're a recreational better, this is the one, and you can only have one book. Yeah, this is the book that you should have. You're betting 50 to 100 dollars per game, absolutely. I also think if you try some different cam, well, first of all, you bet 500 a game as long as it's not. As long as it's not super sharp, you're going to be fine, well, right? Well, this is the sort of super sharp bet you're not going to be fine. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. But but here's the thing too, why wouldn't you play? A bunch of stuff at break even, and then camouflage. Yeah, that's that is so smart because your first a lot of times when when and this is what I'm going to do from now on. When I first come in, and this is similar to playing blackjack at a place, like like, like when a new place opens up, you um, I'll use an example. So so a new casino, let's new say. casino. I'll give you an example. So the resorts world doesn't like me, okay? Mm-hmm. And I made a mistake. I should have like just gone and gambled, played some craps, you know, got into the system, played some video poker. Instead of trying to like win, you know, that, so that 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 was a mistake, you know. And same thing, you join a new sports book. You're right. Your first ten bets, you should bet like two hundred dollars on every NFL side, you know, and just recognize, hey, I'm gambling for a little while, you know. Make them happy, make them like yeah. you. Yeah. And plus, if you're thinking of hedging, and you're close to hedging something, part like the the New England, for instance. So New England was laying three, right? Yeah. And the Jets is the perfect hedge situation. So the Giants and all the betting exchanges, you can bet the Giants plus four and a half. You got to lay a dollar ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what it was like. Lay a dollar eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dallas, you could lay uh, New England. You could lay minus four and a half, minus, uh, plus one hundred eight, or you could just bet plus four and a half, lay a dollar ten. It's almost the same thing on the Giants, but it's just a normal NFL bet. So you're losing two cents. So you theory. lose two cents. Who cares? Bet the Giants on on these. But you're books. churning. You're churning. Yeah, that's a good customer. Yeah. He makes good bets, um, and he helps us balance our books because the, because the books are overloaded with New England. And I would say this though. I would say don't bet over the top square at the start because then when you start betting more normal, it will contrast too much. Yeah. Just put put some bets in that aren't super sharp, aren't the best number. 
And even some stuff like tea, like like something money line parlays. You know, my buddy Chris, yeah, yeah, um, here in Las Vegas, he's, he's like, oh, those money line parlays go a long way towards you being That's very an interesting uh, point. being a very preferred customer. So you may not get the very best number on both money lines, but boy, that's a square ball way of playing. Or tease three to three, a seven point tease, three to three and a half. We never tease three to three. No, that I mean that. Got to get that three and a half. It still looks totally square to tease through zero. All right. So yeah. okay, wait a minute. So I'm sorry. So if you do a seven pointer, you could go from three and a half to three and a half, right? Yes. Now that, that, that's. That, but they're going to think that's square, right? Exactly. Teasing to through the zero, you don't have to tease. Teasing just to the three would be square. But you know what? It looks so square anyways. You tease tease the minus three late hour twenty and tease it like up to plus three and a half or plus four, like you said. And make the second piece and also non Wong and all of a sudden. Now, exactly. Tease a four. It's four everywhere. Some place has a four and a half. Tease it up to ten and a half. Hey, you know, you may not. You know, this guy isn't just trying to pick our pockets playing long teasers. And plus, if it's three and a, if you're doing a seven pointer, three and a half to three and a half, you could. Now, I don't. They won't let you tease the same game, will they? Like, oh, yeah, though they will. Yeah. So you could tease. Now, this is interesting. Three and a half to three and a half, and three and a half to ten and a half. Yeah. Terrible. That would be terrible. Yes. Okay. It's because, but that's the best it could be and be a non-wong. Let you, I get it because – go ahead. The, yeah. It's because yeah, – and, and you're spot you on you got here. a big corridor, but still. So, so it's because of the conditional probability. So let's assume there's a 25% chance that Team A blows out Team mm-hmm. B and a 25% chance Team B blows out Team A, mm-hmm. all right? Then there's a 25% chance team, t- team A covers, but it lands within the teaser, and a 25% Team B covers, but it lands within the teaser. Mm-hmm. So each one of these two teasers – like in your example, could cover 75%. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good. But if you play them in the same teaser, you only win 50% of the time. Okay. Um, but you get you, you you play both those sides in two different it, teasers. Right, maybe. into other things. Yeah, and who knows? But what I, I'm saying is there's different ways. Like I it, was screaming at poor Andy Esco because he used to give out same game teasers just like this. Yeah. You know, t- and, and, oh. and, and, but now the, the idea is spot on. But not here. side in total? Sides. Side. He would, he would, he would double go he each would, side. He would go each, and, and, and I said, you know, like no, well, total just, would be like a 33. And I'd be like, yeah, directionally, I totally get it. There can be a game where teasing A and teasing Team B, they're playing each other, makes sense. But like you said, you got to tease them in with Team C. You know, and teams D and E, you can't tease A with B because of the the conditional probability that as soon as team A covers their teaser, teams B's chance of covering covering their teaser goes down. Speaking of teaser correlations and all that, so Iowa has an over under team total against Michigan of six and a half. <laughs> okay, so the question becomes: if you look at the, I, you know, if you look at the spread in the twenty three thirty five. Uh, it's something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the question is, is any book going to let you do anything with that when it comes to a correlated parlay? And if so, what do you want to do? Yeah, you want to play the plus 23 and the under 35, and they won't let you do it. You okay, know? But you can no kick the tires. Oh, I'm not going to say no book. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, would give it a, I would give it a shot. You might know you might want to try to look at the, maybe the first half and look at like a plus 12 and an under, under 18 and a half. That would be a very nicely correlated uh, thing. So this is interesting. There's a place called Database Sports Picks that says, uh, Mackenzie just found this, since 89, NCAA football season, all right, where the favorite is greater than 20, 20 or greater, and the total is 35 or lower, the over-under is over eight times under once. That's interesting. It, it, it makes sense to me. It doesn't seem like gun and, to your in, head. In those games, by the way, the uh, favorite is 2-7 uh, and seven ATS. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like gun to your head. 
you would play Iowa over six and a half, it's like it just takes one play. You know, it takes one punt return. It takes one pick six, one fumble six, just one funk, funky turnover. And plus, if, if if Michigan doesn't have any desire to run it up necessarily because they're in, if and they, they don't, win. They, and they don't, you, you, yeah, it could be fifty-eight to nothing with two minutes to play. You're still sweating your bet, Mackenzie. Just to be clear, from what we're seeing here, uh, so this is the favorites two and seven, but it still goes over. Wow. Yeah, plus twelve point seven over under margin. Yeah, so that's going. To, I mean, I guess the theory is, I mean, if you really think about it. Wow, so they won't let you bet like the the favorite and over, for example. Yeah, and 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 I picked on Andy. So let me give him credit. My favorite uh, line. Okay, yeah. My favorite line is like he'll he'd be recapping on the Stardust line and be like, and are we final, talking like twenty five years? Yeah, ago the now? final. I have long memory. So the final score was seventeen to seven, Michigan over Iowa. And when you um, when there weren't twenty four seventeen to three in the Michigan Iowa game, and when there's only twenty points scored, you're not going to be able to cover a twenty three point spread. <laughs> that stuck with you. That, <laughs> yes. That line. Okay. All right. All right. Next, you can Sorry. tell us about Bob Martin. <laughs> Never met him. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, boy, that's interesting. It feels like there's a way to correlate in separate bets. You're spot on here. You're, you're, How do you do you're, it? You're, there's the, it? It's the prop bets and the like. So there's, there's things that, like in funky games like this, Things like who will have the longest touchdown? Mm-hmm. It becomes wait because obviously Iowa has only like a fifty percent chance to even score a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So you win automatically half the time by playing Michigan has the longest touchdown. And if Iowa but gets the odds are going to be extreme, right? Yes, but if Iowa gets one touchdown, Michigan we expect to get three. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say that even if Iowa got one and Michigan got three, Michigan's way bigger than seventy five percent to get the longest touchdown. So you're saying whatever way they skew those numbers, it probably won't be enough. I would love to lay Michigan minus seven fifty by example, to have the longest touchdown. And and there hits a point where I, I think you might see like a minus 480 or something. Okay, yeah. okay. That's something to look at for sure. Because, I mean, Just especially one with example. The, yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, let, so let's keep going here. And I'll, I'll, I'll announce the games. Uh, we talked San Fran, Seattle. Uh, nice win by San Fran, no doubt. And uh, all of our numbers say, you know, nothing but a clean win there. Okay, Jets in Miami. Miami 34, Jets 13. Any thoughts, Fred? Yeah, so we've been picking on Wilson, the Jets quarterback. The other guy, he's even worse. There's no hope whatsoever. And now, let me see. What's good? Is um, I don't even know. I'm not up on who's going to be quarterbacking the Jets this coming week. I'm sorry. Doesn't matter. It's it, all going to be Wilson. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, Wilson's, Wilson's the third string. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if Simeon's going to get in the game. What's interesting is they never brought Simeon in this bad, and it was really bad. Well, apparently he's been picking up the playbook slowly, mm. is what they're saying. Was, the reason he wasn't even on, you know, he was on the practice squad. He's a Northwestern up. grad. He's got to be smart. Well, football smart is different than than, I'm than book. No, but still, you're right. I mean, that's a, at least an average school academically. Um, Miami, defense getting better, right? Offense, not so much. I mean, I'm starting to be concerned about the, the offense. home road dichotomies too. They're talking about Miami not as good on offense. Yeah, I wonder if it's more than that though. Um, can you throw up Miami's result, recent result? I just want to see the last two home games. They had good stats. There's nothing wrong with their offense in this game. Well, but I, I mean, against the Jets, I think that's fair to say yeah. actually because it, yeah, we're saying it should have been if you take out garbage time, 25 points they would have scored, but. All right, what do we got here? What was the last couple home games? You want to read them to Close game against the Raiders. All right, give me the score, please. 2013. All right, so 2013 yeah, that was home. That's a good point. That was a bad outcome. 31-17 versus the Pats. 
All right. It's fine. 42 21. Yeah, versus but the remember, they had a pick six in that game. Yeah, didn't they? that's true. Uh, I'm sorry, you said the Panthers game was what? 42 21. Okay, but now we're getting to week six. Okay. So we haven't had, and against the Giants, it was 31. Okay. So really, what we're looking at is the Kansas City game looked bad. Point, I mean, their offense looked bad. Then they looked bad against the Raiders, but they look good against the, I mean, if anything, this Dolphins 34 against. The Jets is a nice performance, right? Yes, so, yes. I mean, and was, good was that fluky, though? No, 400 yards, six yards per play. All right, so Fine. really what we're saying here, instead of just waving our hand and saying, oh, Miami rolled, we should say this is a counterpoint on the Miami's offense is, is yes. downturning. Yes, we absolutely have to upgrade Miami on this performance. But Solid. Mc, but McKenzie, so we got 32-16 counting garbage time, McKenzie. So we're saying it's right in line pretty yep. much. All right, uh, Jacksonville-Houston. Now, this was a big game. We talked about the field goal missing. Uh, fourth quarter win share, Jacksonville, 81%. We had this game, recalculated stats, a tenth of a point. Jacksonville by a tenth of a, a point. point. And then if you look at it, uh, Kevin Cole says two points for Jacksonville. The pregame composite uh, EPA says less than one point for Houston, so this was a tight one. And Jacksonville caught a bad break. I'm sure you saw the play, a fairly long pass on the sideline. Kid dragged both feet, tank, and they ruled it in incompletion. So, so, so Houston caught a bad break. Houston lost 30 yards on a, on a pass okay. completion and, and it killed a drive. You know, one thing that stands out with Houston, I just had an epi- epiphany. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the second week in a row that Houston's had a game with tons of offense on both sides, and both games went under. So Houston's a dead nut over team that somehow has gone under in the last two weeks. Now, is that is that Ben but don't break defense, or is that the offense isn't pushing it in? It's just a mir- miracle of all miracles. Missed field goals, red zone failures, going for it fourth and two and not converting. There's been 800 yards of offense the back past two weeks. Now, Jacksonville actually won uh, the line of scrimmage by 10 points. So there was a lot of other factors in the game, but at the line of scrimmage, Jacksonville played better. You, you know, it's hard for these teams. I mean, we had Houston. This was a pick em game, pretty much. Well, I guess well, Jacksonville got one up to one. Yeah, yeah. And we had, uh, what, plus 275 on Houston? Yeah. So, really, if they win this game, which was a coin flip in theory. Kicker hits, slams it off the crossbar at the end. If we win this game, we're looking sweet. On, I mean, not lock on that bet. But we got the tie breaks. The, yeah. yeah. So, I think that bet ended up being a good bet. I agree. I mean, we still have a chance, but not a great one. Um, Jacksonville, again, playing better on the road. Mm. They, it's been two years now. They're good at home in London. They're just bad at home Well, in, yeah, the actual Florida. home. Yeah. Unless they're playing... The Colts, yeah. then they do quite well. All right, next game, Tampa, Indianapolis. We talked about this some. You think Mayfield's hurt. Indianapolis now in the playoffs. Minshew, though, the people that really watch the tape say he's playing horribly. I mean, what's your sense? Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think um, – I've, I've been unimpressed. Um, but the rest of the team um, offensively certainly looks you know, very capable. So I think um, they can run the ball – um, Indy's an average team. So Tennessee wins. Indy wins. Tennessee wins by more against the spread because Indy wins by half a point, right? It was yes. three. And the line was Indy plus one in the look ahead. And now they're minus 2.1. So through the pick them, but a three-point move. That's interesting. What, what justifies that? It's because now the Colts are in the playoffs, and people are talking a lot about them. Yeah. Um, Tennessee was the more impressive. That surprises me. Yeah. Uh, but what's interesting, I'm, well, my power ratings make it uh, Indy minus one and a half, so maybe I should have bet the look ahead. Yeah, but— Opportunity missed. 
think about this, so is right now we're saying Indy, if they were at home, would be like three and a half over Tennessee. Does that sound right? It actually does. Yes. All right. I kind of. I don't like, think much of Tennessee. I tell you, Vrabel doesn't like to lose. I mean, he plays hard. I tell him that much. Plus, I, Tennessee I, didn't didn't generate much offense against Carolina. And I know that's the best side of the ball for for Carolina, you know, defensively. But um, in that in that game, the um, I mean, they they didn't run away with the stats. Now, there's rumors that that they might bring back Tannehill. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, so we'll no. see. Maybe maybe that's part of this line. I don't know. They're four and seven. Who are they kidding? They but again, Vrabel likes to win. I mean, no, I like to win. I've got under seven and a half. Keep yeah, on the I bench. hear you. I hear you. All right. So moving on here, we talked New England Giants already. Uh, Carolina, Tennessee. We've talked mostly Tennessee by nine in our recalculation. Yep, I'm good with that. Um, we talked about the coaching change. Pittsburgh, Cincy. We talked about that. Pittsburgh dominates. We talked about Atlanta, New Orleans. Right. Uh, Arizona Rams. This was steamed. Yeah. So 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 here's what's going on, and I missed this. So Rams, they didn't have a running back. I don't know. I don't. Prior to this week, and 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 their running back is really running backs don't matter, but this guy matters because he's a receiver and a running back, and he's just phenomenal, and he has fresh legs, and I his name escapes me, and I, and I'm sorry about that, but the Rams are much better offensively with him. Kyron Williams. That's the dude. <laughs> All right, so he had what two hundred and some all-purpose? Yeah, two hundred and four all-purpose yards. Is he a rookie? I believe so. Let me check, check that. Yeah. And looks, remember, the Rams have had all these disgruntled, bad veteran running backs. You he's know, the second year. Okay. And and and, and to, to suddenly replace him with a guy that's absolutely you know good to go like this is just an amazing. You're upgrade. saying he's more explosive than Cam Akers? Yes. All right. So where are the Rams right now in your power rankings? Because they were as high as 10 in some spots. Then they were as low as 25. 12. Now they're back to 12. Yes. You feel like there might be a, a, a little bit of a roller coaster with that. Well, I think you nailed it. You said the Rams are the type of team, if they fall out of contention, the bottom could fall out of this team. But they still have you know, the, the, the Super Bowl experience, Super Bowl winning team. And as long as they feel they got a chance for the playoffs, that's a team we bet on until the the, the, the roof caves if, in. If Stafford is in. Yes. Um, what What is their playoff odds, McKenzie? Rams right now over 7.5 minus 165 for total wins on the year. So basically 8. I see 26% projected. Yeah. No, uh, no odds available you right Okay. Now. And projected from whom? Team rankings. Okay, take a look at uh, just because I'm curious to see how close New York Times is. They got mm. the playoff predictor. They call it um, Arizona. It looks like that team's not interested in winning. You know, they they um, they didn't well, bring what, any fire. They just didn't bring any fire to this yeah, game. Yeah, but th- see, that's the thing. When we have a narrative and something right. happens like that, we say it's that true. Except, I mean, they've been. It, it seems like they've been trying pretty hard. Other than you know, so in- for what interesting. Okay. Uh, New York Times is 42 percent for the Rams. Almost almost. Fifty percent more. Yeah, I, I I would trust the New York Times more right now. I uh, agree with that. And yeah, I think we're talking about like the, the team rankings, looking at the season to date work, but the Rams are much better than they were three weeks ago. Yeah, and Seattle. And plus, remember the Athletic is owned by New York Times, so there's probably Athletic people working on because they actually let mm. go of all the uh, sports news desks. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, New York Times did, or no, they didn't let them go. They re. Uh, what do you call that? They they restaffed them somewhere else, or. Mm. 
Um, you know, so they all kept their job. Is that like office space where they relocate Milton every month? I, 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 I was told that <laughs> I, I, the they would not re re relocate me ever again. Yeah, by Saturday night, I'm going to need you to move to the basement. You know, <laughs> the Fezzik variety, you're almost like uh, Rothstein, no, um, <laughs> uh, Lefty Rosenthal. Right when he had the Stardust show on TV, it was like a variety show. You you know that. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Frank Sinatra was on there once. You should start like a late night show. I like, like on, that. On I public love that. Do imitations. <laughs> do you Office? Is that a show you watch? I office seen... Space is a movie. You would love it. Yeah. It makes fun of the corporate culture. Well, remember, I've never had a job. Like I'm not. Oh, maybe not. Not for one day. Yeah, was... you get this movie like inherently. <laughs> this is your movie. It's funny because um, there Mackenzie was Mackenzie loved this movie. Yeah, there, he's guessing. never really had a job. Any, I mean, this isn't a job. Exactly, this is a passion. Exactly. Because I was ten, I saw it on on Comedy Central, and I'm like, yeah, they're right. This is stupid. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so now here's what's interesting. There was a movie I think called American Worker that was a hit Ooh. on the indie circuit, like in '98 mm -hmm. when I was '97 when I was still in Columbus. So me and my buddy Tom, who actually moved out here and he still works for pregame, but he moved back to Ohio. He went and I went and I was fascinated by it because it showed the tedium of work. What right? is an indie circuit? Indie circuit is like it goes, it starts at Sundance and it does well. Oh, okay. And then it goes to like every major city has a couple art houses. I got you. You know, we don't really have art house movie theaters, but most places do. All right. So I'm watching it fascinated by the tedium of the day to day work because I hadn't, you know, had a job at that point. I worked for myself, gambled, whatever. And, um, I said, that was great. Tom goes, that's just my normal day. I, I can't believe I just went to a movie to watch that. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I see his point. It was kind of exotic to me. <laughs> uh, you jealous, Fez, that, I, that you didn't have the balls to go the whole way with it? No, I was wimp. I had to like build, I had to build up a bankroll before I just said, fuck it. I moved to Vegas with 3000 That's all yeah. I had. That was dumb. <laughs> but I somehow got Hey, the um the guy in Rounders did the same thing. It's all right. Oh, I think he just I think he just took like seventy five from KGB. He wanted right? he wanted thirty K. He's <laughs> oh, like, is that right? you have three stacks of high society. <laughs> all right, that's that's ten times what I had. It was about the same time, right? That movie was yeah. ninety eight. Yeah. yeah. He went remember he was talking about the Mirage. Mirage yeah. was the play. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Keep going here. We got um Cleveland Denver. We've talked about yep. that. We've got uh, Buffalo Philly, Casey Raiders. Oh, uh -huh. what a horror! What a horrible beat! <laughs> they were up fourteen. I guess they were plus money. Um, Casey was to win the game. You know, I was I was gonna say, and I didn't bet this. And I'm so mad because it's like, how many times do you have to watch a Casey game? They're not a normal team. When Casey is down double digits and they're a big favorite, they win the game, he, and they did. And they covered. Here's the thing: Casey has had a bunch of second halves. Yeah, it just there was just one moment in time that they were underdogs in the game. Down 14 nothing. Yeah. But, boy, that must have not lasted long. Look how short it is on the screen. Yeah, it's 14 all by halftime. All right, so here's the question. Is Casey had a long streak of not doing well in the second half, right? Mm -hmm. But in those games, they mostly had the lead. The Philly game, you know, they had the lead. They lost. Okay. Now they lose the lead, and they do better later. It seems like whenever they have to score, they score. They can turn the switch. Yeah. And it may, it, this makes sense because Mahomes can run. If he needs to run, 
Yeah. You know? So I don't think it's first half or second half. I think if they're down, you play on them. If they're up, you play the the, the team that's down. I agree. You, 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 not more of the same. Not Mots. Anti-Mots. <laughs> what would be the entry point for you? Would you put Double a little? Double digits. As I'd... soon as they go up or down, 10. Okay. Does that seem right to you? Yeah. Well, you know in-game a lot better than me. Now, would you say no matter how good the opponent is? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Continuing and almost finishing, we got, well, no, we're done. Baltimore Chargers. All right, Fez, last couple things about your Super or your uh, Circa. Okay. Um, so we'll be go, you'll be going over your best picks on Wednesday. Now, again, between then and Circa's Saturday release, things change, but you're going to generally know who he likes after a couple days of handicapping. We tape Wednesday, release Thursday morning. We tape Wednesday night, late, at least overnight. Um, how much are you thinking each win is worth now? Meaning that the on your expectation next week, if you went three and two or two and three, how much does that one game affect things? Thirty thousand. And then for example, when you have these hedged out when you have an opportunity on an island to hedge like Monday night, how much exposure are you looking to get? Are you looking to get the whole thirty? No. I'll play back like a fourth, like seven thousand. Now why why just why not the full amount? I'm making a negative EV bet. I don't want to be you know, I want to don't I don't want to be pissing away significant amounts playing, and I'm playing oftentimes opposite the side that I liked. You know, so um, I need to be able to get bargains. Now, let me give you an example of a bargain that I did get. So I was on Buffalo plus three and a half. The line went down to three. Okay, I, that's what I thought the line should be. What's this? Eagles two and a half point favorite right at post. Well, hell yeah, I'm going to lay two and a half on Philly because now the line's two point seven five, and I think that's a positive EV bet. That reduces my risk. Now, I couldn't get that much at minus two and a half, but um, absolutely, I got like five dimes minus two and a half. That was a no brainer to get down all they could at minus two and a half, lay a dollar ten. So, if you had a bet that you felt like, for whatever reason, injury, weather, whatever, that you thought was positive EV that went against one of your picks, would you look to play the whole 30? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, and there's creative ways I can do. Like, if I, I'll use an example, like I had Pittsburgh, right? Mm -hmm. So the line goes up to two, two and a half. Well, that's a natural. I'm just like, I'm going to look to play teasers on the Bengals, anyways. Mm. So just chalk in more, you know, teasers left and right because that's that's a long teaser. It's rarely wrong to tease a two and a half point dog up to eight and a half, especially with a lower total. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's the beauty of it, guys. On Monday night taping, Tuesday release, you're going to get his reaction. Right, because let's be candid. When he goes four and one, it's exciting. When he, if he goes, let's hope he doesn't. Two and three, we're gonna see the despair. And you saw it last week because I started three and zero, uh -huh. and I lost Sunday night, and I lost Monday night, and both of but those. But you still to, kept a step up. But, but they were to take the chip, chip lead, and part of that was that I would well, still gone three and two. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna get to live vicariously through Faz, all right. It's not as good as winning a million yourself, but it's nice. And number two, in my opinion, Fez is one of the best NFL handicappers. The best I've seen that's public. But I know he's the best, and I think anywhere at the metagame. What's the metagame? Oh, do how do I hedge out here? How much do, do I try to correlate my picks? Do I try to be contrary? All those considerations. Each week, a minimum after he's going to tell you, and he'll tell you some stuff before. He doesn't want to give away too much because people are listening, I'm sure. If you were the leader, you'd be listening. We got one new listener for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going down, buddy. You're going down. All right. So we'll be back on um, Thursday morning for you guys, and we'll have the full roundtable. I don't know. How did Scott, how did Mr. 10-0 do this week? 
I know he'd lost one in the Carolina Panthers in the last seconds of the of that first quarter. But that was it. Let me look it up. I don't know. That, yeah. that, that's helpful, but it does not answer the question. <laughs> all right, all right. It's close. We'll figure yeah. it out. And then AJ's got, of course, 10-0, yeah. Yeah, he was 10-0 run. AJ's been 65% over a year and a half. And then there's... Oh, Scott mid- stays red hot. Wins is five-star. Wins is four-star. Two and, two, 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 uh, two and three. But he won his five-star and his four-star. Okay, okay. Not so hot. But still, let me think. If you do by nine weight... Nine and six. Yeah, yeah. Well, nine and six. No, he's 10-0. and 0. And now twelve and three. No, I just last week you went nine and six on With units. The units. Oh, unit. Why? Well, yeah, there you go. All right. So, um, I think that's it. Any closing thoughts, Faz? Well, office space is an absolute best bet. Can I finish with the thirty-second office space story? Yeah. So, for those that aren't interested, tune out now. But all that's left is Fez and office space. I wish we had the analytics on this. Go ahead. So they told me he's supposed to put like a blue cover to this report he does weekly, and he forgets to put the blue cover on it. And his Fez, boss, get my car, uh, his, <laughs> his boss comes over. He says, "You know, we're supposed to. I mean, you probably didn't get the memo. We're supposed to put the blue color on the uh, on, on on these uh, reports." And then he has like six guys that are like ancillary bosses and each and every one of them over the course of the day says yeah i'm gonna need you to put that blue cover and like and he just and, and he's like i know about it it's like yeah so i need to do the right things and put a little tickler in your file it's got to be blue like and he gets reprimanded for it six separate times all in one day it's corporate america man see you on thursday